0: Hello everyone and welcome to Hotline League episode 30. There's so much to talk about on this week's show as opposed to last week's show. It was kind of slow. We're actually getting into LCS in just a little bit. Uh, Teams are starting to scrim again. We have a good conversation to have around all that stuff. Uh, The Players Association just had a pretty big meeting today. We've got Pobelter here who has actually been at that. He's going to tell us literally minute by minute everything that was talked about in that meeting. Probably not. Uh, But there's so much more to talk about right now. Hotline League starts in this moment open by HP what well, hey on. hotline league is brought to you by open by HP all right there was a snafu but I've resolved it the message is out there we know who the show's brought by anyway we're gonna get to the show did you uh, double click it no it was it was the way the software works is that it was already halfway through the animation and I went back to it uh, and so it was playing halfway through the video Let's talk a little bit about the show because we've got Poe Belter on and Poe Belter has never seen the show before. <laughs> he was asking us what this show is moments before the show began. Uh, and so we can explain that. So Poe Belter normally, and for those that are watching for the first time, uh, we are we talk about stuff between us for about you know five or ten minutes and then we get into calls. Uh, the way it works is uh, fans viewers whoever else put like a topic they want to talk about mark will give a better explanation a little bit into the chat and then mark picks uh callers and we invite them on via discord um and then we talk to them so they might say something like i think um all of the senior leadership at tsm is inept and then you might scream at them so that's that's an example of how that's a horrible example. it's a joke um but either way that's how the show works so uh but first off let me go ahead and and introduce everybody uh first off we got my constant co-host mark zimmerman on the show how's it going mark
1: great i uh i guess we killed the whole late night aesthetic travis just has his lights on full fucking blast
0: well Um, they were flickering before there was like a flicker effect so i can um that's maybe that's a little better it's not flickering if i do that uh mark how have things been with you lately besides criticizing my aesthetic
1: Look, look at mine, dude. I got a real room
0: now. Yes. Is that because you had somebody move in with you? Potentially. So it was never going to be legend. you that made your room look nice. God, no. Okay. No, no, no.
1: Okay. Absolutely not. I also beat Near Automata uh, this week. I've been hard at work.
2: You ever play that game?
0: I've yeah. never played it. I, or Actually, I've played it like for a couple hours. But Have you played did it, Poe Belter? Beat-
2: yeah. It's a really fun game. I did, did all the you- endings or most of them. So did you... Alright, spoilers, if you haven't seen this... I don't want you... I don't
0: want spoilers, because I, I might play it's it soon. It's been
3: out for like a year! Yeah, yeah,
0: but I might play it soon. I don't want spoilers. Because I've been... I actually... I started playing it a couple months ago, and then I, I took a break whenever...
3: I'll kick you out of the
1: room. You can come back in a minute.
0: No, no, but then... But then I can't... There's no way for me to hear... The The stream will just not hear anything. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Poe Belter and I was just talking. Okay, talk about it after the
0: fact. <laughs> Poe Belter is joining us, the mid laner for Team Liquid. How's it going, Poe Belter?
2: I'm, I'm good how are you travis Scafford?
0: i am doing well uh i am doing well i'm glad you asked i've been uh i'm settling more and more into the new apartment uh i announced last week that i'm living with kobe but you great... don't
2: live with us anymore
0: no i don't oh. you didn't know that i moved i moved to a place uh in century city with kobe is it a nicer place it is nicer um, it's the it,
2: same.
1: It's the same parent company, so it's it's almost the it, exact same. Yeah. I went in there. He gave me a little tour, and the first thing i says is like, "Oh, it's just like your other place," and you got mad at me. <laughs> I didn't like hype it up enough.
0: Yeah. Well. Uh, either way, I moved, and and that's going well. I inter- I was at the uh, facility yesterday to interview your uh, new Fortnite team. I interviewed Seventy Two Hours, and that interview is going to go out. You guys have oh. a Fortnite team. Do you know that?
2: I do know that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well. No, Xfinity has Jake someone joining? to play with. Yeah, I was gonna say we both made the Xfinity joke at the same time. Uh, Who
2: knows? Maybe, maybe next year.
0: Okay.
1: All right, chat's talking about Nier for for a second. So I got I just gotta say this. No spoilers, say, please. Not a spoiler. People talk about how it's like one of the best stories in RPGs, and I just fucking hate that people say that. It's a good story. It's fine, but it, it's like any other like Japanese RPG story slash anime. Like things just get turned up to eleven. And what this does really well is it presents it really well and it has, like, really cool style choices. But, like, the story itself is not, like, the deepest shit ever. The plot twists were, like, hinted at super heavily in the first, like, minute of the game. It doesn't push its philosoph- philosophical elements very far, which is fine because it's supposed to be cool as shit. And it is cool as shit. Get me out of here with people talking about being one of the best stories in RPGs. All right, I'm out. That's all I have to say. I love the game.
0: Po Belter, what's been going on with you? So you guys started scrims. When did you start?
2: Uh, we had like one week off after MSI, and then we got back at it on like, I think, last Monday. So we've had like a little over a week.
0: Okay. And it, do you feel, is it good to be back in the saddle, or are you just like, ugh, back to scrims?
2: Oh, yeah. Actually... I remember on that week-long break, I was like, damn, I really can't wait to get back to practice again. And then I thought about like, we're, we're the team that went to MSI, and then other teams had like, over a month more of just off time than us. So I, I kind of felt bad for them. Yeah. Because, Yeah, I mean, it just feels good to get back into the grind. We weren't even gone for that long. Yeah.
1: How do you feel like, I know we talked to Parth about this, are you guys like finally happy that some of those other people are getting that chance to, to experience the long off season? In the, uh, between the splits when not much happens and you just kind of sit there and wait for your life to start
2: back up?
0: Oh, no, really. I don't give a fuck about the other teams.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Well, it's good to have you here. Um, so there was a... I'm sure we'll have somebody call in about this because, you know... Or maybe they won't, I don't know. But I just posted an interview uh, with the head of the Players Association that I filmed uh, yesterday afternoon. And then um, I... I posted that live. And you guys had a Players Association Summit today uh, that you went to. Uh, and I'm really curious to talk to you about this a little bit because I feel like a lot of the players don't give a crap about the Players Association. I'm curious. Like, Peter somewhat mockingly posted, like, oh, boy, so excited to go to my first meeting today. Um, and I would heard some stories about kind of not great turnout for the meetings before this one. Uh, so I'm just kind of curious what your take is on the Players Association Summit. How you felt about, or how you felt about the summit today, and how you feel about the association in general.
2: Yeah, I thought about it. Um, all of those things are pretty much true. There's a lot of players that don't really care too much about it, think about it seriously. Turnout's been pretty low for the meetings. I mean, honestly, I didn't even go to some of them because, like, during the season we were really, really busy. We have like. One-off day a week sometimes and then if the players association is on that one-off day and it's taking well and I need to get something done like If I just need to do some like basic self-care like I don't know go get a doctor's checkup go to the dentist Yeah, go get my haircut, something like that And then I, I, I just can't make it to the player meeting because I, I, I don't have time to do that otherwise but um Yeah, I thought about it and then Yeah, a lot of people are not really sure as to the importance or the meaning of players' association currently. And then I thought about it, and then I realized that really it's just kind of up to us, like, it's really our association and it's in our hands to decide what to do with it. So once I thought about it that way, I started to think about it a bit more seriously.
0: When did you have that epiphany, just out of curiosity?
2: This morning, actually.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
2: Yeah, it's like a, a players' association meeting. That was turnout good? Because
0: I heard, I, I heard that, or the uh, Hal Vegas, who is the head of the yeah. association, he said that uh, today was a blackout day um, for the teams, and that it was purposely a blackout day so that you guys could go to this.
2: What does that even mean, blackout day? Like um, no scrims. Oh yeah. Well, all the teams had to take photos at Riot today. For the upcoming season so it just kind of went off the back of that oh okay yeah there was fairly high turnout i guess it wasn't like every player from every team was here but like a decent amount of people yeah
0: was the meeting good in your opinion or helpful or i mean i don't know how much you want to share about it but i'm just kind of curious um because this whole thing was announced like a year and a half ago and literally today is like the first time we've heard anything publicly about it though i know they've been operating behind the scenes for a little bit
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think about what I should say.
0: Sure. We'll just we got hang some here. stuff
2: done. I don't we'll... I don't know if I should even like talk about what we talked about, like if it's supposed to be private or not.
0: Yeah. I think he was yeah, saying, saying right, that so... you guys were voting on people today.
2: Yeah, we were voting for like player representatives and like positions within the players association and then there was just a lot of discussion about like how many reps there should be like how many positions there should be for uh, like positions in the player council like why they even need to exist what those roles are gonna do so that kind of took up the bulk of the meeting which lasted like a little over two hours I'd say
0: yeah um, my last question on before maybe we, we move on unless Mark has something is just like do you I have heard uh times many players gripe about things right from everything from oh i get to go to all stars and get zero prize money or get paid to be there to frustration around like how quickly a patch hits the lcs you know verse uh to how long the season is if you go to worlds uh, do you think that you guys will be able to use like finally this is like a vehicle I heard, by the way, recently that the only other time that the NA LCS players have had ever really gotten together was whenever they were all frustrated about having to wear makeup, in the first <laughs> season of LCS. Really, I it, never. Yeah, that Peter led like a revolt uh, around all this stuff and didn't want to have to wear makeup, which I find I found hilarious because oh, my impression has always been that LCS players just are it's like herding cats in terms in terms of getting them to work together on something. But anyway, I'm just curious. Like, do you do you think? You guys can use this to negotiate with Riot or negotiate with the teams around this stuff.
2: Yeah, there were a list of like things that need to be worked out between the players and Riot. Probably like the most common problems that players have had. Uh, don't know how much I can talk about them really, sure. but yeah, there's like stuff to be done. It's nothing like egregious, like oh we're living in like cellars and you know our living conditions are terrible or anything yeah. like that how about
1: to blink uh, twice if you need help. Yeah. alien or training facility.
4: But when
0: time. Mark first started working for a team, he was living in a closet, so like Harry Potter. So I, I can understand if that, that's fine. Yeah, I had even.
1: so... I had way better than Harry Potter, All right, I had a full walk-in closet. I wasn't under the stairs. Okay. And it was a small walk-in closet. Yeah, but,
0: but you were saying, uh, Eugene, that it's, it's actually a... There's some stuff that's being talked about.
2: Yeah. Nothing like crazy major, but, you know, stuff that players associate can talk to Riot about, and make things like a little bit better.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, uh, Mark, if you don't have any other things that you wanna to talk to Belter about before we get into the calls, and you can go ahead and explain how this all works.
1: Sure, so if people haven't seen that sh- show before, like Pobelter, uh the way this works is you go to this Discord, which I am posting in Twitch chat right now. You're gonna wanna join up in there, and when you do, there will be a couple of text channels and a couple of voice channels. You're going to want to join pleb calls or pleb calls to voice channels you can mute yourself once you're in there and then in the text channels of pleb topics you're just going to want to type in whatever take it is that you want to talk about and want to emphasize we prefer takes over questions but with pobelter questions would be a little bit better but usually we prefer people say i think team liquid will win the split again here's why and then i can pull you in because i know what you want to talk about versus i want to talk about team liquid's chances you know that's pretty vague and I, I don't exactly know what your stance is so try and make sure you communicate what it actually is that you want to talk about uh, i'll be pulling you into the waiting room where i'll just do a quick voice check with you once it's your turn and then we'll pull you on air, and you'll be live with pob
0: yeah very good so and, and if you are a sub just be aware that there is a i'm going to move up the little chat stuff in, in the twitch chat but um if you are a sub just know that there is a sub topics section um and it moves a little slower, there's less people pinning their questions in there. So uh, it does give you a little bit of an advantage, but we do try to pull from uh, both subs and non-subs, so it's not, it's not a guarantee. Um, but while we wait for the next, uh, for the first caller, I wanna go over to uh, my Streamlabs setup as it slowly loads and thank uh, several different people who have subbed since the start of the stream uh, for their support. Uh, oh, Yuna hosted me with 170 viewers. I miss that she even did that. I, I really appreciate that. What? Uh, dude. What's that?
1: Nothing. Uh, Thank you, man.
0: All right. Well, anyway, uh, Captain Batty sent 1,000 bits. Scorpades resubbed. Slim 2019. Voyou1 gifted a sub to Pobelter. Belter. So, congratulations to Pobelter. Belter. You're now a sub to the Travis Gafford uh, Twitch channel. It's going to be a, a big thing for Don't
5: you. Don't
2: even bother checking Thanks. the emotes, dude. They're, the, they're terrible. The emotes are great. It. Uh Wait, no. Travis, I might take like 10 minutes during the middle of this to go eat because I haven't eaten since breakfast that's or post right You, could, you could
0: also, if you're comfortable with it, eat on the stream. Uh, oh, you just okay. need to mute your microphone, but you know, that that's no, also I'm not going to mute. But, all right. Oh, you're not going to mute. Okay, so we're just going to hear you eat.
1: Do you have anything really crunchy? Because I love that. you have like chips or anything you can...
2: I only I have, have granola bars. I ate a granola
0: bar, but I'm still starving. Gladius Lips has subbed, Sam pledged $5 via Patreon, Ed Mang subbed, Real Foxy resubbed for seven months and says, shout out to Ateo, who's dropping their black hoodie this Friday, uh, Cup of Lulu hosted me with three viewers, great, Fixion subbed, uh, XX Drunken Mage, XX subbed, Dr. Manhattan gifted sub to Risen Lazarus, and there's several more, but we're going to get to those in a second, because Mark should have our first caller on the show any minute, he's going off to get them, uh, yeah, so... You'll enjoy this, Eugene, I think. It's great. You get to interact directly with the community. Okay. (laughs) Christy is on the show. Christy who's called in before. Christy, remind me where you're calling from.
5: I'm from Austin, Texas.
0: Austin, Texas. Very good. Good to have you on. Uh, What do you want to talk about on the show? Oh, wait. Did you go to DreamHack, by the way?
5: Yes, I did, actually. It was really fun. I only went for one day, but it was great.
0: Yeah, very good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you had a good time. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show today?
5: Well, so first off, um, I just want to mention that since I met you at South By, I was able to go to Rick Fox's panel as well, where he talked quite a bit about how much he wanted Pobelter on his team because of his 200 IQ plays. So I just wanted to casually mention that because I thought it was really funny. But um, anyway, my, my question is, is that I would really like to hear y'all's opinions on... The champion pike aka my new main and his viability as support as well as in other lanes because he can kind of be put in mid top and jungle as well and i also wanted to hear your thoughts on making an lcs appearance
0: uh so thoughts on pike and and what do you mean by making oh if pike will make an lcs experience uh, appearance you're saying
5: yes okay yeah.
0: Uh, so, Pobelter, what do you think of Pike now that he's released? I know, maybe not your champion, but...
2: Um, Pike seems really strong in the solo queue games that I see. I talked to Doublelift about it, and he said Pike is just, like, awful 2v2, and, like, you just can't lane with him, so I can see that. But in solo queue, you can probably get away with it and set up ganks really easily, uh, because the character does have a lot of CC and really good roaming, too. So whenever I have it in my games, it's usually really high impact, like, blowing open the game bottom and then just roaming mid and then pressuring mid a lot uh will we see it in lcs or not um it could be a possibility i've seen it in scrims a little with varying success sometimes it's all right sometimes it's just god fucking awful um (laughs) yeah hard hard to say about that one
0: what um go ahead
5: Sorry, I just wanted to say, I think he's probably more viable in lower elo. Like, I'm gold 3, and I seem to be doing really well with him, but I just want to hear your guys' opinions on maybe higher elo as well. Hey, gold
2: 3 is right. really high elo. Good job. It's like top wow.
5: 20%. Wow, thanks. It's, it's uh, so
0: funny, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I could never tell when Belter's being sarcastic or if he's actually praising somebody, because he uses the same tone of voice in both situations. he he could that's be like, yeah, Bronze craze. 5, that's really great ELO. That's really fantastic. Uh,
1: so I, I've been playing a champion a little bit, and obviously I, I suck balls these days. Um, but I think you can definitely carry with him, and he, he gets pretty out of hand if things start going well for you just because like his roaming's crazy. But after like 20 minutes, if you're not snowballed, he just like doesn't function really at all beyond trying to pick people off. Like, uh, especially the, the interaction I find that, like, really settles it for me is, like, his W just doesn't actually give you any invisibility in a fight. So, like, if you don't start the fight with a Q to pull people towards you and, like, you can't E in because you have no way of getting out and no invisibility and no way to stay in the fight. So, you, you literally just, like, hover around the fight waiting to E and ult somebody or something. And then, like, because he can't get stealth in the fight, he can't proc his passive in a fight and, like, regen up in the fight. So, he, he literally just if you're not ahead and continuing to like pick people off and kill them and roam around the map, like he just doesn't do anything in set situations. And like his Q is not good enough to, to make like, like the pick potential you might have is not better than like a Blitzcrank or Thresh. So he's just, I think, I think he's too volatile right now as well as the fact that like his item efficiency is really bad. Like he, uh, he has really low ratios, so you can't like make good use of building AD, but then you can't, Build HP items, they just get converted to AD at a pretty low conversion rate. So, like, he's none of his, his tank items are gold efficient on him, which, like, still is his actual best play style, which is why people go Aftershock and uh, tank items. I, I don't know. I, I personally, I, I tried to like him and I just couldn't do it. I wanted to like him.
5: Yeah, I understand. I really like him just because I think he's so much fun, but I feel like if he were to be utilized in maybe LCS, he wouldn't be put in the support role. I think he would basically be more like a talon but slightly more useless if that makes sense
1: yeah the only problem is people don't play
3: talon really either
5: exactly that's what i mean it's like i know people don't play talon anymore who is also another champ that i really like to play so i guess i just don't like champs that are actually good
0: <laughs> Belter do you need me to order you food twitch chat is really concerned for you they think you're about- they, they think you look like you're about to pass out from starvation they're they're just like I'm get pulled out to some food.
2: I'm fine. <laughs> Jeez, no, uh, <laughs> I'm fine. I think someone's getting
0: food. Okay. Don't someone you guys have a cook that's there? Food. That there's like that's supposed to make we you guys food.
2: Do, but he has like a couple of days off because it's his daughter's graduation. So. Yeah. So you we anytime. Yeah, we were like ordering it and then the Postmate ran off with our food. Yeah. Wait,
1: so how late does that guy normally stay? Because I was under the impression it was like a lunchtime thing, not not there all day. Lunch and dinner. Wow, that's pretty safe
0: All right, so well, the final question I'll ask, Pro Belter, and hopefully, hopefully, the food arrives soon because you do look like you're you're having a tough time. Great. Uh, (laughs) I look here. Here's the thing: while we were talking about that, I look over and you're just like, and it just it looked very sad.
2: I'm like getting over, or well, I'm like not even getting over it. But I got sick like two days ago, so I'm like getting over that too.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, either way, uh, do you like? the the final question we'll talk about with with pike is just like do you like the creation of that because i know that they were trying to go for a a different type of support with that character and i, I don't know if you think that they succeeded there or if it's just going to be like oftentimes i've seen riots say like oh look it's an entirely different way to play this and then it just ends up either being irrelevant or it played in a different lane or something so i was kind of curious about your general take on the design of the character
2: um, I like it. I like innovation, and then when there's like really unique champions that break the mold, come out. Um, I actually never really even bother learning new champions, but Pike was like pretty cool, and I played him out in practice for a while, which I usually don't do unless it seems like it's something I'm gonna have to play against in LCS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's like he's a new champion, and his style is really different from a lot of other supports, so. People probably aren't really gonna figure the character out, whether or not it's good for a bit longer. Still, I think.
0: Yeah. Very good. Uh, well, Christy, do you have anything else, or otherwise, we uh, we might move on to the next caller.
5: Um. Yeah, my friend just wanted me to tell Poe Belzer that apparently he looks like a snack, and um, you. y- <laughs> you're welcome.
1: I think Poe you would prefer to have a snack right now. I know that's
5: what I was thinking. I also just <laughs> wanted to pitch. Maybe you could do some e- ASMR eating on the stream when you get your food. You know, people like that now. I don't. So. I don't know
0: if I we'll go with that, that and
2: but I know Travis would love that too.
0: Yeah, think. Think. I don't know if that's what the thirty minutes in the middle of the show is going to be, but <laughs> I appreciate the suggestion.
5: That is the show, Travis. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Christy, for calling. Sure. In. I really appreciate it.
5: Thanks. Yeah. Good night, guys.
0: Good night all right moving on to the next caller i want to give a shout out to uh dr manhattan gift to the sub to risen lazarus Sp- spanky who resubbed and says this one's for mark z boo wee woo oh, oh the song that he saying very cute maccom resub or subbed Kelk 8403 subbed omg u ate my cookie five subbed uh chaos theory 136 subbed uh you guys have great names ari Waddle resub months and says thanks and travel to travis and mark Uh, For the great show, I look forward to it every week. What did you order, Poe Belter? This is going to be the new story for this episode.
2: Uh, Alright, so here's what happened. We were waiting on our food, and the delivery time kept getting pushed back. And then... uh, Yeah, our Postmate ran off with the food. And then our manager came in and said our Postmate fucking ran off with our food. And then... Um... Uh, uh, someone was like, okay, just order whatever, or like, you can take my car and get food, and then I was like, I gotta do this thing with Travis, and then I don't know what
0: happened from there. Oh, well that's very nice. Uh, so, so you're not ordering Postmates, somebody's just supposed to have a card and get you food.
2: Yeah, I think Michael's on the job, our manager. Okay. All
0: right. Yeah, Peter was talking about Postmates last night, he wasn't happy about it.
2: Yeah, because he has to tip now. Yeah.
0: So, were, was that implying that he wasn't tipping before? Oh, by the way, Travis, you have a caller. In there. I know, I know. But really okay. quickly, did that imply he wasn't tipping before, Pope? Uh,
2: I don't know. Are you supposed to tip postmates? I I, I kind of figured like all the random fees that Postmates stacks on went. I don't that. believe those
0: go to. Does it just the go postmates? to postmates? Yeah. Or if they do, it's very slim. You are supposed to tip your postmate.
2: Oh well, wow, that's fucking expensive then. Yeah. Does uh, does double if tip at restaurants or is he one of those? yeah we i mean we all tip at restaurants
0: yeah there was a a at one point in time i was tweeting about this and somebody was saying they they used to deliver for grubhub or one of those services and Uh that they had delivered to like four or five different team houses and only received a tip from one of them and they were very disappointed in it but they said they'd never forget which team it was that did it uh moonizzle is on the show moonizzle where are you calling from
4: hey guys i'm calling from anaheim california
0: oh so close by Disneyland. How, how's anaheim
4: uh it's pretty ghetto but <laughs> i live close to disneyland so i like to watch the fireworks show every night it's pretty cool nice every night yeah. it doesn't get tired you have to buy
0: a ticket
1: to do it or like a
4: pass no nah, like, i logo? i can see it right outside my backyard that's cool oh that's pretty sick yeah yeah
0: when are they going off tonight did you already see them
4: they go off at 9, 9 p.m every oh, night 9 30 okay
0: so you've got an hour, so we need to get you out of here in an hour. So hopefully we can do that. Uh, Munizel, what do you want to talk about on the show today?
4: Um, I just wanted to ask uh, po Belter where the Notorious P.O.B. nickname started.
2: Oh, it, um, all right. So, you know the rapper, the Notorious B.I.G.? Yeah, you definitely. Him, right. All right. Yeah, there's this, like, photo of the Notorious B.I.G., um, Let me see if I can find it. He's like he has like a cigarette in his mouth or some shit and he's just like looking at the camera all pissed off. And then I like I was like took a Snapchat and then I sent it to my friends and then I was like copying that pose and I just like labeled it the notorious POB. And then (laughs) everyone just called me that from that point.
0: You actually go
4: Go ahead, ahead, Travis. No, go ahead. You're good. Oh, was this around the time you were on Winter Fox
2: or Yeah, it was probably like yeah, it's an yeah, old one. It was like 18.
4: I didn't
1: realize you made it yourself. I thought like, it yeah. was a, Reddit, a Reddit-like Photoshop thing. No.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a fan-made
0: thing. You also, ever... he's,
2: not, he's not puffing a cigarette. He's puffing a, a marijuana joint.
0: OK, well, we don't talk about that on the show. Why not, Travis?
2: <laughs> We're in California. We can talk he's about it, good, whatever. He's not tree friendly
0: Yeah. This is not a 420-friendly show. Um. Poe you have actually a lot of memes around yourself, which is interesting because you have kind of a dry personality. Like, it's not surprising that somebody, oh. like, dry personality is not an insult, it's just a dry humor. You know, there's a lot of people out there that go and say crazy shit, like Peter or whoever, but you, I don't think, go out there and say such crazy stuff, uh, and yet you have like the 200 IQ meme, you've got like the notorious PO, uh, POB meme, you've got all these different things. Um, what is it, you know, why is it that you think you have this, or, you know, how do you feel about it?
2: um long, longe- longevity yeah it's just, just you've been playing for so, so long makes sense there's I, bound I to like, be jokes
1: about you eventually i feel like you're not taking enough credit because i didn't realize you did the notorious pob one but like the 200 iq shit and like the i'm definitely a top 10 mid laner like those are jokes that you tell that like get turned into memes like yeah, people I not just... think
2: that 200IQ thing would take off. I was just... I didn't even think it was that funny when I said it, but it really took off and then I'm sure there's so many people out there who just say this or that is 200IQ and they don't even know that I exist or that you... I created it. I wish you could trademark a meme because I'd be like a fucking millionaire at this what point.
1: What happens if you go on like, uh, you know, like those meme generation sites? Like I wonder, you know, how they always have like how it started? Uh-huh.
2: Like if you look up 200IQ in YouTube, Poe Belter is not even a suggestor. No, it is you. 200 IQ plays Fortnite, PUBG, Chris. No, 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 but
1: but know know your meme list. 200 IQ is a satirical reference to one's intelligence when they're about to perform an impressive play in video games. It comes from a League of Legends Twitch streamer, Poe Belter, who mentions his 200 IQ. He gets the credit he deserves.
0: So now you can use that in your court case. I think that's a legally admissible thing. Whenever you try to sue people for for stealing (laughs) your meme, you could use that. Are there are others
1: that you made that meme like are... the worrying trend meme was one that i i didn't know jet actually started the worrying trend thing
4: oh yeah he said it like every week on the cast didn't he no he said no, it no, one it for one big balls. thing
0: right oh
2: he's, i see it's because balls was diamond too and he said it yeah. was a worrying trend yeah yeah, yeah. That.
1: And they, the, the only other thing he said about it was like a graph of like a worrying <laughs> trend and it was a worrying <laughs> trends like search usage <laughs>
0: That one was like those are the only two things I think he did, and then like that meme took off. Are there are there any other memes that? Uh, so there's two hundred IQ. There is notorious P.O.B.
1: There's the like definitely a top ten mid laner thing that he uh, did. someone was like, "Where do you rank yourself?" And
0: yeah, yeah,
1: like, that's what I was saying. So I was like, Poe Belcher comes up with the memes. It's not like he does something dumb in game or like it's his name like Cody One, Cody Dunn, Cody Stun. Like that's all just like memeing his name.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mark.
2: No problem. Give <laughs> with him myself.
0: Giving giving Eugene the credit he deserves. Mood well, just like...
1: saying longevity is like, come on, man. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Moodizzle, is, is there anything else you'd like to to ask, or are we uh, are you off to see the fireworks?
4: Um, I'm, I might actually also go get to get go uh, get food because uh, I had a similar issue to him. Actually, okay. well, now
0: you're just rubbing your the fact that you're gonna reasons. be able to eat soon in his face it's very rude very disrespectful to the guests
4: well he might get his food before me actually
0: all right well that's that's the epic thing that'll come back
4: here show. when you get your food so we can see thanks munizel all right thanks guys thanks yeah. for having me on the show yeah. see yeah, you, you dude good. have a great meal See, you. see you. thanks you too bud all
0: right uh moving on we got uh i think i said ari waddle uh jordan resubbed uh Pyro JKL subbed plaques gigabytes resub this is poggers that Travis HD cam Yeah just type hash or exclamation mark camera and then you'll see what's going on. Mike Spam is returning. Mike Spam who in the past, has had unpopular opinions. We're going to see if he has a popular opinion tonight. Uh, this time, it's just a question. Okay. No
6: opinion.
0: We've had like three questions. For Mark, who already says no questions, he's pulled, we've got three questions in a row.
1: I mean, it's, it's po Belter. I, mean, I feel like whenever you get a pro player, you get a lot more questions because people are
7: trying to learn their insight.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, like, well, how does Mike, Pike work? Mike Spam, remind everyone where you're calling from.
7: Still Seattle, Travis.
0: Okay. Well, Still Seattle. listen, uh, we have people that don't watch the other episodes. Just because I obviously remember where you're calling from doesn't mean everybody else would. Thanks for being a Twitch Prime sub, by the way. Or a Twitch sub, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank Real Foxy, not me, dude. Okay. Well, thank you, Real Foxy. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show today? Poe Belter,
7: as the memes say, is the NA mid period and i want to know why he thinks unlike all the other mid talent that has been in the region around him
0: he's survived so long yeah you're referring to the fact that nalcs frequently imports its um, na talent rather than pulling in the from... mid lane specifically yes. well,
1: once again we're down to a single north american mid laner in the lcs with high getting swapped out for mickey right
0: oh yeah that's true
1: yeah. So
2: there's.
0: What is up time. with it? Why are you the only guy that can survive? Why did Why did Star
1: die? Why did High die? Why are you the only one who didn't die, dude?
2: Yeah. So when I first started playing in the LCS, um, I think, yeah, there were seven NA mids. Okay, there were eight teams, and then TSM had Bjergsen. He was like, that was his first season. It was my first season too, I think. Um. Well, so technically, yeah, back then, I mean... back then, pretty much everyone was an NA mid um i don't know i just i was really young back then a lot of the mids at that time were like getting older on their way out or yeah i mean and then something that i also started to think about too is that i really like don't want to fall off like as a lot of pros started to retire and then you know like odd one Scara, that kind of generation of pros as they started to taper off and retire I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm going to, like, practice really hard to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, So I think part of it is that. uh, Part of it is also just, like, as teams started to import mid laners, um, I feel like there's a really big, and I guess this is true for every role, but there's just, like, a really big amount of base knowledge you have to have. As a mid laner, and then... Mid laner has been so important for so long... In competitive league that... If you're like... New to the pro scene, trying to learn mid... Um, like a fresh rookie in LCS, like... That's just really hard to pull off these days, because... If you make one mistake, like if there's one thing that you don't know about... And then you lose your mid prio... And then it goes down to bot, that is your bot... Like, let's say... You just get caught off guard that one time. That game's fucking over, you lost that game. And then... Yeah, I mean, there's just so much you have to know, so much you have to learn. I think that's another reason. Another reason is just that teams are not really that willing to give some enemy mids a try. Like, I think there's a lot of, well, not a lot, but there's, there's a couple enemy mids out there who might do alright. Um, if they were given the same time to grow, maybe came into the scene at the same time I had. Um, but yeah, at this point, I think a lot of teams are just afraid to take the risk um So they just kind of go to import mid laners, but hmm. like with the academy league starting this year, um, Echo Fox, you know, they used DeMonte for a few games, and maybe we'll see some more of that as time goes on. Do you we think talk
1: about like okay, you you talk a little bit about other people dropping off and stuff like that, but I think it's pretty fair to say that you also I would say stepped your game up. I mean, like. You obviously ended started joining better teams than just like uh Winterfox Winter Fox, Winter Fox, excuse me. But like I think you also legitimately got a lot better because you're no offense, but your first split in the league I think a lot of people would have put uh, Yeah, it was a
2: dumb noob back then for sure. Uh yeah, I got yeah. way better each season. And yeah, I mean, like probably the first good team I joined or like the first team that I started to learn on was when I would join C L G in twenty fifteen. And that was the year we won the whole thing. I think I think I was just like I was like still pretty good compared to the competition at the time, um, but really it was just like Darshan was so much better than every top at that time, uh, and then our botting was so much better. Jake was always doing really well, so I just like I did I did pretty well back then too. But really it was just really easy to win.
1: You just picked Victor and
2: yeah, and then for me it was okay. After that I joined Immortals and then. I guess I just kind of became more aware of, like, everything I was lacking as a player. Um, After, like, we had those really good regular seasons and then didn't do well in playoffs, like, I realized, oh, you know, a lot of that was my fault. And, like, I really need to work hard on these things. If I want to win again like I did on CLG, like, it's not going to be that easy again ever. So, yeah, just really try and focus on what I need to improve on.
0: Do you think there's a chance that people, that players don't try to become mid laners because they just don't feel like there's an opportunity there, right? Like better to go to one of the other roles than to go to mid lane.
2: I know Gate roll swapped to support for mid. Um, Shady, uh, Shady did the same thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you Shady did the exact same thing. Uh, I think there's a couple others. So so it's almost remember. like a
0: self-perpetuating problem where. North America doesn't really recruit NA talent for the mid lane, so NA talent doesn't want to become mid laners, which deepens the, or weakens the cha- or the pool of the people that can play mid lane in North America, which makes it less likely that people will draft them, etc.
2: Yeah, and maybe eventually someday some team's is just going to be like, fuck it, and then they put an NA mid and he's doing it right. And then other teams are going to realize like, oh hey, maybe we shouldn't just import every single mid laner, like maybe we don't have to do that. But yeah. until then, yeah, it's it's just me, baby. It's me.
1: I think I think some teams tried that last year. Maybe one of the teams you were on didn't didn't end so well. Yeah. Wait. T- Team Liquid last year.
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, the way oh, I phrased God. that didn't make much sense. Thanks,
0: Michael. Holy shit! I got food. Here, why don't you? Uh, we'll wrap up this call. You can eat your food. I'll do an ad, and then it'll all work out. So. All right. I'll Anything do. else you want to say, Mike Spam? Uh. There's a certain group of people who
7: are still fans of me and still post this VOD in a really obscure subreddit. I just want to say, I know you guys do this.
0: Very, Thanks. very mysterious. But thank you so much, Mike's Fam, for your <laughs> can call.
1: I, can I ask, like, what what is it the clip of if it's not going to get you in trouble? Is this like a
7: personal clip of you or like a clip of when you're on the show? When I'm on the show, there are people who are just like, hey, Mike Spam is on this show. Remember him?
1: Is it good or bad video?
0: Mike Spam, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We'll catch you on the next call. See you later, Travis. All
1: right. I was just trying to figure out what was going on. Like, I didn't know if
0: it was a good or a bad thing. I was just confused. Well, Eugene is eating. I want to talk to you guys about the best sponsor this show has ever had. All right. The only sponsor it's ever had, but that what's just makes them even more special. I want to talk to you about Omen by HP. Uh, they support the show. Guess what? This is behind me. This is an Omen by HP monitor, Omen by HP keyboard, Omen by HP. Wow. The camera actually like, so, okay. Anyway owned by hp desktop all this is my uh editing rig this is where broden can come in and work on vlogs and content and all this cool stuff uh we're streaming this off of uh that as well so uh the the travis gafford esports studios sponsored by owned by hp or brought to you by all the, the amazing stuff that they've been able to hook us up with uh working on something with them right now which you can't talk about but hopefully we'll be able to talk about in the near future Uh, They support all sorts of uh, stuff in the eSports space from Overwatch League to CLG to this show. Uh, And they make it possible. Um, You all know that Mark has been on the verge of homelessness for quite some time, ever since he lost his job uh, at Offline TV. And, uh, you know, the whole Riot stuff has really dried up. There's no interest for MSI. Um, Actually, yeah, it's crazy. My HP was nice enough to, like,
1: hook me up with a significant other to like make my room spiffy that's and everything. True. Like it's it's been
0: really good. That's true. The agency found a, a lovely woman and set him up on a date and now his room looks a lot nicer. Uh yeah, that's her to do it, but you know. That's not true. But it's the spirit of it. You know, like they actually do help out the seat a lot. And <laughs> they
1: care about they care about not just the shows that they sponsor, but the people behind them as well yeah. is what I'm saying.
0: Very true. Very true. So anyway, I just wanna shout out them. Uh, you can I would highly recommend, I'll put their uh, their Twitter, their YouTube in the description of this video. Uh, people can go find it and link it in Twitch chat right now. Because Twitch chat just like, you guys love Omen by HP, you guys are talking about it all the time. Uh, you can share it there. But anyway, there's going to be some content uh, maybe in the future that's hitting their, their Twitch channel and, and YouTube channel that may or may not uh, involve the world's sexiest League of Legends interviewer. Uh, and so you can you can uh, stay tuned for that. But thank you so much uh, to Omen by HP for their support. Uh, UberLongGnome just said, Omen by HP paid off my college debts. Thanks, Omen by HP. See, look, they're doing amazing stuff. I, I'm not very able to verify the credibility of what- Is there
1: any law against what we do, or at least what I do, when I just like completely lie about what's happening? Is there something about like false advertisement that I need to worry about? You,
0: what I'm not doesn't help about is when product. you ask these questions. You know, like you, we should be having these discussions off air, not on air.
1: But there's more people who might know the right answer now. I just need to read Twitch chat. There's no way they would.
0: Thank you make so much, everyone by HP. Moving on, uh, we will uh, we'll get the next caller here in just a second. I'm gonna read off some subs so that uh, Eugene can get more food in his mouth. Um, let's see. So uh, of Gigabytes uh, resub. We got that Rico Suave eight six one nine three resubbed uh, for five months. Five months. Holy moly. Uh, Voyou uh, sent 200 bits and said Travis gives us a whole builder so he can afford some food. Thank good goodness he's got some food. From sham sham sham, sham gifted a sub to Kapalulu uh, for three months. Uh Garden Monster donated five dollars. Is it cool to see Mister IQ or 200 IQ on the stream? Longtime fan of you all and more. So uh, Eugene, feel free to just nod your head if you're ready for us to grab another caller. Who can? Oh, okay. I already. I already did. Not ready. Okay. Well, uh <laughs> World Unbalanced has subbed. Cheetah three 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 yeah, three. Yeah, let
2: me just see one more chicken. It'll be like a minute.
0: Okay. Otter Party sixty four subbed. Uh, thank I can you. always I can always spill. Thank you to all those people. Zane Barrow uh, sent hundred bits and said I like to I spend like eighty percent of my free time watching your content. My wife is beginning to hate me. Hey, did you really need the wife in the first place? Uh you just Well to I was sure gonna say are, right.
1: are you sure it's the content? Yeah.
0: It's- and Uber Lawn Gnome resubbed for four months with a shout out to OMBHP. So thank you to all of those lovely people. And as I'm saying, this crazy miner fifty one subbed as well. So thank you to them. How you been, Mark?
1: Uh, I've been great. Yep. What, what is Pokeballs eating? That's what I'm really curious. Chicken. One more he already chicken. said chicken yeah but he said one oh. more ch- is it like eating a full chicken or is it like he's got wings you go to wing stops?
0: actually it looks like some sort of mediterranean dish i think uh okay well we we don't need cool that enough. close up um I'm wait not a big uh, fan of mediterranean yeah it looks like mediterranean i think i bet you it's like a chicken kebab thing and then it's it's got rice and
1: yeah i don't uh, know i don't like bread. i don't like i don't mind like tzatziki
8: and yogurt kind of sauces just yeah damn y'all making me hungry
1: yeah, you know, I I can't really appreciate a food until I understand what it looks like as someone's chewing
0: it. So that was a nice close up. Sha- Shadow is a Twitch sub and is here. Shadow, help us full time so. while Pull Belter eats. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Houston. Houston, that's we got another caller from Houston. You've you've been on the show before.
8: Yeah, yeah, I was there when Kelby was wrong about Clutch beating TSM.
0: That's that's right. Yes. <laughs> and with double lift, yeah.
8: I'm, oh, two two TL players. I'll just talk to them all like sooner or later like
0: yeah exactly uh (laughs) where how's houston these days
8: dude it's so hot like i was burning today like this shit is crazy really you don't you don't want to come here like it's hot like this is the hottest it's ever been Like. yeah i
1: feel (laughs) you dude like i didn't i didn't turn my ac on today and it got up to like 79
0: in my room no in texas
8: it's crazy especially with the humidity i'm ready oh
0: what do you want to talk about on the show shadow
8: Hey what's up? I wanted to ask uh PoVelter like what would it take for like a new generation of players like someone like me like if I wanted to like just go pro like how like how hard would I have to work and like what would it take to get there like cuz I recently started playing League in season 7 and so like how long would it take me like if I were just to put like 100% of myself in there? Like how long would it take just I'm excited for
0: PoVelter to say you have no chance. It's all over. <laughs> Well, what? Okay, what? I, I, what elo are you? Yeah, what elo are you?
8: All right. Um, I'm in silver three, but I have a new account at level thirty that I haven't touched, and I've just been like learning a lot more stuff. Just muting all. People are so toxic these days. It's it's like so crazy. Tell me about that's, it. That's that's like what that's the hardest thing to deal with like nowadays. Like so toxic. Like that's like really that's the only thing like like I just mute all every game. It's so, like that's the only thing but... Other than that, like I'm, I'm showing progress, so like, pretty good. But, what does uh, progress
0: look like, Shadow? Uh,
8: like I'm just dying less. I'm playing more for my team. Like I'm a jungler, so like, I never like I would do anything for my teammates. Like I would leave my camps. I would like give them my red. Like I, if they wanted it, like the second, the second buff, they, I always give it up. You know, I'm just like trying homie. to, con- yeah, like, cause I know that's like I feel like that's what it takes for a jungler. Like they have to be the person to sacrifice themselves to help the laners because they're more important uh, to carry.
1: So let me ask you, how many games a season do you think you play, if you had to guess? Uh,
8: since season seven was my first season, like and I I got to level 30 in May. So it's been like a full year now of playing ranked. And I, I got to silver before the end of season seven. And then I was like stuck in silver right now, but like, yeah. I have another account that that's like totally untouched at level 30. But yeah, I was just wondering I,
1: like roughly how many games because uh, I think yeah,
8: that... I, I would need like over probably 1,500 like a year, over maybe more. But I'm not that's sure.
0: that's okay. Let yeah. let let Belter go. On.
8: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know how to say this, but your chances are not that good. Sorry, yeah. man. it's <laughs> but, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's cool to just. Improvement is relative, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I used to be a cross country runner and I wasn't. Shit, I don't know how to I don't know how to phrase this. <clears throat> you know, what? I'm going to stop with that analogy and just say, keep at it, dude. If you're improving and you feel good about improving, that sounds great. You sound like a player whose attitude I would love to have on my team.
8: Yeah, I think I could get to Diamond before the season ends. Like, honestly, that's what I, that's just my plan. If I don't hit diamond before the season ends, like I'm done trying. What is That's it? That's just does, my. Dude, well, you so like, what, what does it say take, is it? Like,
1: don't, Eugene. don't.
8: I would say don't give up if you don't hit
1: diamond by by this season. Like, I I didn't play a ton of ranked, but like, it took me like a year and a half to hit diamond. Two years yeah. like actually actually trying. But so th- like, this
8: is like my oh yeah like I haven't been playing like these kinds of games like. That's the only I know, that like, a lot of people have been playing, like, games of Four League, like, all that shit, but I haven't. That's really probably what's holding me back. Like, I'm just trying to learn a lot more about the game right now, like, and how everything works. So I don't really care about my main account's rank. I just, I'm just learning, like, right now. So.
0: What does it take, Eugene? Like, what, like, how many games? How much effort? Like, what does it really take to go there?
2: Um. Wow, probably like, Jesus, probably like five thousand games at least.
8: Call five thousand,
2: like really good games where you're learning. Yeah, from each game.
8: Mhm.
0: Damn.
2: But I would recommend spending that time doing other things. Honestly, <laughs> at this point.
0: Yeah. Um. What What if somebody just wants to get really good? Like, they just want to get challenger. Or they or or they just want to get like they. They don't have hopes of going to the LCS. That's not what they want to do, but they do want to be like a standout player in North America. Okay. Like, you if don't need it's... to tell me how many games, but like what, how much commitment? Like, is it just paying attention every single game? Is it like really dedicating yourself to one role and trying to go for that or like trying to become a one trick? Like, what does it take?
2: I think you just got to like, understand the game at a core level and it's hard to know whether or not you really understand the game, but You'll know if you play a lot and then you keep improving rapidly that you actually understand the game, but you know like You either have it or you don't like the story of most pro players is like Well, I was playing this game for fun, and I was just playing it a lot cuz it was pretty fun And I was just like really good, I guess so that's kind of the story of every pro it wasn't like anyone who was a League of Legends pro gamer tried really hard to be a pro gamer because they really wanted to be a pro. It just like it just sort of happened because naturally we just like understood the game well, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Mark, you have anything else? I was gonna
1: say I think if you haven't played a game like this, uh did you play Dota before?
2: Yeah, I played okay, funny story. Uh in like middle school my parents didn't want me spending like money on video games and things like that so you know i wanted to buy warcraft but i didn't want to like ask them because they'd probably say no so i downloaded it illegally and then i was just playing on like this bootleg european server playing with like brazilians and russians every game on 300 ping and dota and it was not a good time but yeah i did play a little bit of dota before i played league uh
1: so so i say like that's why I put were saying if you haven't played a game like this before because like I never played Dota and when I first played League I just like was like yeah Blitzcrank Ramus, pull him into terror taunt them great lane and I was just like you, you just like don't even understand what you don't understand yet you know and yeah and it's over-
8: really it's really hard to understand like in low elo because like everyone's just doing whatever they want to and that's like really the oh my god like that's oof it's whatever
0: but I'm
8: yeah I'm done
1: Yeah, it it takes a lot, a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much uh, for calling in, Shadow. Uh, That was actually a really interesting conversation. All right. Thank you. And best of luck uh, ranking up over the course of the season. All right. I will. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Oh, I got on the wrong. Hello. Uh, Javis, you feel all right, buddy? Yeah. yeah. Well, I I tried to drag him at the same time he left, Uh, and so I ended up in the other channel. Do so you um, want me to get somebody? Yes, that would be good. Uh, thank you to Kawoobs, who donated $10 and said, love the new video on the Players Association. Travis, thank you, Kawoobs. Sham 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 gifted a sub to XX Hayes and Sham 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 gifted a sub to Banny Pawn, who some might know as Bonnie Pan, Doublelift's girlfriend, uh, but that's not how her identity is defined. And she is uh, she streams. Did you know that Bonnie streams, Belter? No. Yeah. She's a big streamer. She's she's on the horizon. She's rising. The next that's Pokemon cool. I think. Huh? Zinka is here. How's it going, Zinka? Where are you calling from? Hey, how's it going, Travis? Uh, I'm in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay. Well, yeah. I think that's in the south. I tend to ignore everything that's not the west coast or New York. <laughs> uh, yeah. How is Lake Charles? Uh, good. Hot. Just like uh, the last car. And I know he was from Houston. I kind of yeah. feel that. Is there... The second half is like, do you know what
1: the last caller looks like? I was like, what the. Fuck?
0: <laughs> is that? Is that? Uh, is that? There's actually a lake there in Lake Charles.
6: Yes. Yeah. There is
0: tracks. Oh well, that's yeah. we've learned so much on the show. What do you want to talk about tonight? Um, I wanted to ask Phil Belter about the uh, franchising this past split, how he felt, uh, whether it affected the region's skill significantly, either way, positive or negative.
2: Um, I, you know, I think franchising was definitely something the owners wanted a lot more than the players. As a player, it doesn't really matter, for me at least, because I know as long as I'm good, I'm gonna have a job, I'm gonna have a spot on a team, no matter what, so I didn't really care about that, but for owners, it's like, you know, maybe if they make the wrong decision or the team falls apart and it's not in their control, and then they fall out of the league, they're just, like, fucked. Um so they really wanted to have these permanent spots. But in terms of how it's affected me as a player, I think it's been positive overall. Like overall, salaries went up. Um, the contract lengths increased and then things seem more stable overall. The owners seem more happier overall and like more willing to invest in the players. so, When it was first happening, I was like, I didn't really understand how it would affect me as a player, but in retrospect, I think it was a positive change.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, okay, so maybe it helped with the scene. Do you think that North America is a better region because of franchising? Either because we were able to pull more people? Do you think it's a worse region? One of the things I've heard is that franchising hurt the region because uh, a lot of the good talent ended up being spread out across several different teams. And so the the work, the best teams got worst, uh, worse over year over year. It's kind of I don't know how you feel about all that stuff. Uh,
2: I don't see how franchising would have had an effect on how talent is spread throughout the region. I don't think it made it strong- the region stronger or weaker. Yeah, I mean teams are regardless of franchising, teams are gonna still try and be as strong as they can be. That's not really something that franchising affected. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's no threat of relegations anymore. But it's not like everyone's just like sitting around being like, oh, we don't have to try hard anymore. Let's just lose or win. It doesn't even matter. It's, right. You want like to join that team, you What do you mean? Every team is still giving their absolute best to win. Uh, yeah, it's just like no relegations anymore.
0: Mark, do you have any thoughts on this stuff?
2: Uh, I don't think it, it made the
1: region weaker. I also thus far has not made the region stronger everyone's hoping that the academy league will play out like you know Pope was saying like a Damante or somebody can finally break in as like the na mid laner or whatever other other position so right now like i think it's fine i, I think like one of the big fears was like the idea that someone would be just like bottom feed in the lcs and like haha i don't care uh yeah. but like i don't think any any player would want to be on a team like that uh and like maybe it's like, oh, it's, it's just the org. They just like only sign like the worst players and just like but then you're not making any money <laughs> So I-
2: yeah, no one ever really reads for the last place team like League isn't like a real sport where even like a crappy team Like in basketball, I don't watch basketball at all But I'm sure there's some crappy team in the NBA who still has like a lot of fans who show up to their games and things like that I don't really know if that's a thing in League like I'm pretty sure no one just really pays any attention to a team that's just losing all the time
6: yeah
1: yeah so i, I think that those most of those fears as you can see didn't quite work out like yes there will always be a worse team there has to be a 10th place team but other than that uh i think it's been mostly good so far Anero in chat says academy is paying off imo yeah so i mean and that
0: i mean that makes sense right because echo fox is able to pull their academy players in so he would he yeah. definitely feel that way we have like a bunch of uh people on the, the chat right now we've got Oh, guess who just came home. Uh, We've got St. Vicious in the chat. We've got Steve in the chat. We've got a bunch of people in the, in the chat. Kobe! Yeah, I don't hear, know if he can... Can you hear me? Uh, he might be able to. Wait, Steve's in
2: here? Gotta look good for my boss. Yeah. Sit up.
0: Yeah, sit up. <laughs> look good. You're tryharding. harding right.
2: Man, Poe Belter, you've just been such a great
1: guest. One of the best guests guests we've ever had. Thanks One of the best representatives
0: of Team Liquid.
1: Yeah. I... Of the three... Rep- We've had way more Team Liquid players than any other place. Yeah, it's because they're great to work with. And in no way because you used to live in the same apartment complex and I used to work.
0: I've re- Well, I've requested players from other teams and been told that none of the, team, the players are interested because they don't care about the community like Poe Belter does. Poe yeah, Belter, I mean, when... Poe Belter cares about this community, this audience, you know.
1: Yeah, when I think Poe Belter, I just think someone who just really wants to connect with
0: the fans and that's why he's on the show. <laughs> Can I says in chat, the show gets more corporate every day. Uh, What? day. Let's see. Uh, any other thoughts, uh, Zinko, on, on franchising, other questions, anything else? Uh, just one other quick one, if, if I have the chance. Uh, sorry, what's that? Just one other quick question, uh, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so kind of along the lines of the Academy, I was curious if what Pope thought about the Academy and uh, if it plays a significant role or if somehow in the future it could play a significant role in improving. Uh, uh, region this talent
2: um i think it's just kind of the same as challenger league but um you know challenger league teams were trying to get into lcs so they would just pick up whatever import at the time and then try and stack out their roster with imports that were just like smurfing in challenger series so you know like <laughs> try to get like madlife dandy um yeah I mean there were there were a lot of like players that were above the caliber of the NA Challenger series playing in the NA Challenger series specifically for that purpose. And then actually, I was surprised there are so many imports still in the Academy series this year because I don't really understand like the point of having imports in Academy teams, but uh, hang on, what am I thinking about? What's my point here? I don't even know what my point, was. Well, Academy point was, when, bad.
1: It was. It was whatever whatever you thought about Academies.
2: Oh, so yeah, now it's like people aren't trying to get into LCS anymore. There's a lot more percentage of NA players, like players from NA solo queue, in the Academy League because teams aren't as concerned about just trying to have the best possible roster to get into LCS that split. Mm-hmm. Um... So, you know, no matter how you look at it, it's just more room for NA players to grow. And if you look yeah.
0: at Team Liquid, they were able to use one of their Academy players during an international event. So that's...
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they were able to trade their import Academy mid laner to another team.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. wait. Uh, okay, I wasn't flaming <laughs> Steve there at all. Of course. Um, Mickey was on our... Mickey was on the TLA team. And actually... He was supposed to be the mid laner for Team Liquid coming up, but then all that stuff with the Mortals having franchising happen and then things just ended up happening where Mickey got moved to the Academy team. So I, I wasn't saying it in a way where it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, all the imports in Academy like Hopefully,
0: Hopefully he Steve somebody came up and was like talking to him about something else. He completely missed that part. Yeah. Sorry, Steve.
1: Uh, so one point that I know some people made was that like by having Challenger like league focused on Bringing the best talent to North America, it improved solo queue, because you had, like, a couple more high-quality players on the server. Like, I don't know if, how much credence you, you give to, like, people who were talking about that.
9: Mm.
2: I'm not really sure if that had a big effect. Um, hmm. You know, maybe it did a little bit like something that was that really struck me about playing solo queue in Korea And even in Europe is that there's just so many pro gamers in that high elo like in Korea You have all the top Korean Chinese and Taiwanese pros and then even like players from Japan Vietnam playing on that server There's even like players that struggle get out pro players that struggle to get out of diamond on that server because it's so competitive But even when I went to Europe, there's so many pro players playing from like the smaller Uh, national European leagues, like the German league, the Spanish league, things like that. And then these players will usually have like a way better grasp of macro in the team game than your average solo queue player. But then on NA, it's like you have all the NA LCS pros, a lot of which don't even play that much solo queue. And there's not really like, you know, the EU and Korea, as I talked about, have a lot of players from different regions playing on their server, but NA... I only really see NA players and then like the occasional like LAN pro or like pro from South Latin America. I think they're one region next year, but yeah, it's like I really don't see many pros besides um, just any LCS pros here and there. And so most of the time it just seems to be like a big fiesta.
0: Yeah. Very good. Well, hey, thank you so much for your call, uh, Zenko. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you. Mark's already switched to the other channel to grab somebody. He's moving quickly. Thanks a ton. All right, we got another caller coming in any second. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been subbing. Uh, it's actually interesting over the past the like, course of the past couple months, Twitch Prime subs have actually been. I don't know if they rival my Patreon, but it's it's good in there. Um, just a lot of support from the community. And speaking of the community, oh, he's not here yet. Mark's still pulling somebody. But just imagine if somebody was here and I was able to use that segue perfectly. Uh, all right, bon- Bonzo TV resubbed, Kyle0808 resubbed with a tier two sub, by the way. I just uploaded, just uploaded, it should be here any minute, uh, the tier two sub emote. So we're looking forward to that. OS Jeff, Riot think? is here uh, on the show. OS oh, Riot, where are you calling from? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas, another Houston, Texas person? Texas mm-hmm. is really showing up on the show. They're just uh,
1: trying to prove that they deserve an event.
0: Yeah, yeah. well. Come on now. Yeah uh, anyways, I'm using tonight. You, I, I heard by the way, I heard that the that Riot the rumor is that Riot almost was able to have an event in Texas uh, for summer split but it fell apart. We were sure
6: certain high like this are having in, uh, in our... what's that?
0: You're kinda of hard to hear. Oh,
6: sorry about that I I
0: up, but uh can you hear me now? Yeah, especially if you close to your mic, I think that'll help. We hear a lot of background.
6: <laughs> right. Well uh yeah, we almost had a tournament here or an event here but some of the taxes that i guess they just didn't want to make an agreement
0: on oh you heard that rumor as well yes i did oh interesting okay yeah. it, it's interesting that you uh, that i've heard it it's even more interesting that you a caller who i'm unfamiliar with have heard that rumor either way let's get into it uh what do
6: you want to talk about on the show uh, i was wondering why it seems that when our NA teams it's not just team with all the teams seeing like that when they're playing here they're really aggressive they're always poor playing Almost kind of like I 9 not even but every time we go over nationals, it's two book at 10 minutes do doing or you get the bottom line or top line, and it always seems like we're playing way, way safer. Why is that? So Actually, sure. you're
0: saying that yeah, NA teams play really aggressively whenever they're playing domestically, oh. but internationally yeah. it feels like they all play safer, uh, or even maybe afraid or whatever.
6: Yeah, exactly. All
0: right, very good. Uh, Poe Belter, what are your thoughts on that? Or or Mark, either of you guys want to open up, is it true? Like, for, first off, do you think that it's true? Is it true that North America plays a little safer, a little bit more scared at these international events?
2: Uh, for me, okay. So within NA, we, I felt like we were actually a really aggressive team early game. Uh, we were like a really strong early game team. Like, apart from Echo Fox, we were probably the two like strongest early game. ...teams within NA and then we went to MSI and then started to play against the teams there. Um, they were also just like really good at early game and then knew a lot of things that we didn't know that we had to learn and catch up on. Um, so I think part of it is just difference domestically and internationally. Um, just like difference in how strong the teams are. I think that also... The reason why it looks like you know we play more aggressively in NA than we do internationally is just like teams just straight up don't make like the same level of bonehead mistakes that you see in NA LCS a lot so it's really easy to see like okay we ganked bot we killed them bot oh we're playing aggressively but really that wasn't it it was just like oh they're really overextended let's punish it and then if you don't have the same openings then it's a lot more difficult to come up with an aggressive play because it's not like the enemy is making a mistake that you can punish. It's like, it's, it's much more difficult than that.
0: Yeah. Mark, uh, what do yeah. you think?
2: I think, I mean, pretty much exactly what Pobolts are saying.
1: Like, if against domestic competition, you're able to bully someone in lane when you shouldn't be able to, and then you can set up a dive on them, it's like, oh my god, look how aggressive they're being. But if you go up against Uzi and suddenly you're not winning lame. then like your own like you can try and gank him i guess but it's it's not really the same level of play and you know that has a knock-on effect because the league is such like an interconnected game it's like if maybe your jungler's not as good your top laner your mid like you know it really limits how the entire how entire group can play so yeah I don't, I don't think like teams i think most of the times teams don't go there and have an actual conscious shift in play style. It's just like you're you're playing better teams. You can't do the same things. Like, you would probably think any, you know, <laughs> pro running back against like a high school level team would just like smash over people. But then when they go up against other pros, it's like, well, they, they suddenly can't bulldoze people. So it's just you know, two two different uh, caliber so of you, opponents.
6: So you said it's almost like a familiarity that since just played so many teams over and over, that you feel safer.
1: Or, no, no, that's. I never
6: that here, your knowledge burden, so you're more able to jump on. No, I, I don't think the that's.
1: I, I'll let Poe Belcher speak, but for me, I don't personally think it's like a familiarity or under like, uh, uh, like comfort level with the teams you're playing against. Though I think in some situations, maybe the international stage does, like nerves can get to people, and then like because they're nervous, they're not playing as aggressively. But I think the vast majority of the time, it is literally you're playing better teams who don't make mistakes, like Ko was saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of it is nerves, to be fair. Like, the pressure I felt playing at MSI, um, you know, playing at, like, the NALCS finals was, like, I don't know, that was probably, like, a 3 out of 10 in terms of pressure. I I felt really chill. But playing at MSI, I felt, like, 9 out of 10, like, holy shit. I I, I really feel the pressure. So that was a little bit, and I tried my best to not, like, let that affect my play-in game. But really a lot of it is just, yeah, if we're playing in, NALCS, and then we're winning like two lanes maybe three lanes then you know it can be easy to make a play it's so easy to set up a play if you're winning two lanes or sorry it's really easy to set up a play if you're winning all three lanes and it's still like pretty easy if you're winning two but if you're only winning one lane or like this one lane is winning and one lane is just even then the game just plays out a lot more slowly like that's just how it is yeah well
6: I guess really what my question was Feels like you guys are more open to jump on their mistakes, like you are catch the or mistakes here in the uh, NA series, a lot I easier think- than you guys do when you guys are overseas. Because it seems like it seems like you guys are able to spot those open <laughs> and able to make that jump on and push it. But yeah, overseas, you're not really jumping on those opportunities as much as I guess. Like they're there, like- yeah. But
1: I think we understand what you're saying. We're just telling you that like it's more difficult, like. And I'm not, no one's saying like international teams are perfect, but it's like if, if one team makes 10 mistakes and you're in position to punish five of them, that's great. If you're against a team that makes three mistakes, you need to be in position to like to, to make, to punish those or something. So I, I, I guess, I, I hope you're understanding what we're saying here. It's like you're playing better teams. So you look less aggressive because there's less opportunities
0: to
6: beat them. Actually, that's exactly how I was getting at. Cool. Thanks so right. much, O.S. right for you guys.
0: coming on the show, and hopefully it cools down in Houston soon, but probably not.
6: Right. Yeah, enjoy your show. Thanks a lot for having it. And, uh, Thank, thanks and so cool. much, yeah. Thank you guys.
1: Right. Uh, okay. One of the things I wanted to follow up on from that Poe Bolter is when you said like the pressure at MSI was nine out of ten, and I, I kind of wanted to ask like why you thought it was so much higher, and like how it compared to like Worlds, and like if it was being the only enemy representative or like whatever mm-hmm. you know the, the cause of, of so much pressure was.
2: Um. So, yeah, I've been to Worlds twice now, and then going on MSI, I figured, oh, it's just going to be like Worlds again, you know, it's an international competition. Of course, teams are going to be really good, harder, it's going to be harder than NA for sure, but I'll be prepared for it pretty well, I think. But um, I think it felt different because um, heading into Worlds, both times in my experience, the meta was really fleshed out, like... uh, Let's see, the first time I played at Worlds, it was that fucked-up Juggernaut meta, where uh, Purple Side <laughs> was just getting Gangplank and Mordekaiser every single game, and then, like, Fiora was still ungodly broken. For the first week, everyone thought Darius was broken, too. So, everyone had really similar ideas for that one. For the last Worlds I played at, it was the fucked-up Ardent Censor meta, where whichever team got Ardent Censor first, they won the game, uh, because they pushed bot turret first. Uh, so for both of those, like the meta was fleshed out. For this MSI, it was like a lot of teams had different ideas coming into the event. Um, for us, we just scrimmed Fnatic mostly because we were in Europe pretty early. And so we had like developed our own style and strategy and picks. And then we went up against teams and then it was like, oh, well, what we're doing isn't working. And then it, was, it took a lot of time and hard work for us to identify like what we need to change, what our problems are and it's just like stressful to go through that process for like okay the schedule was like wake up at 9 or 10 or whatever get ready go play two games throughout the day um you get back it's like 6 p.m and then you're scrimming the whole time and then you get to sleep at around like 1 a.m uh so it's it's just a lot of time and like a lot of high pressure because yeah there is that pressure of feeling like you're the only representative from your region you know, when I made mistakes, like, I played pretty awful the first couple of days of that event, and I just, like, insta-uninstalled, like, Twitter, Reddit, everything off my phone because I knew looking at that stuff would probably be horrible for me, for my mental, too. Um, but I could still feel, like, in the back of my head, it's like, oh god, people are probably gonna think I suck ass. Um, I kind of came to terms with that, okay, um, we started to play better when there was less pressure on us, like, we got to the point where we were zero four, 4 and we were like... <laughs> Alright guys, we really fucked up, didn't we? We zero 0-4, we were totally shitting the bed, and that's alright. Because there's still three days left, and we can at least try and pick up as many wins as we can. So once that was our mindset, it felt a little more chill. Like, we had already accepted that, you know, we were sucking massive dick. Uh, everyone probably thought we sucked. Just like, all this horrible stuff, we're like, yeah, you know, that's probably true. Um, and then from that point on, we actually started to play our game a lot better. Um, but yeah, the pressure is really different, just, like, having to figure out the meta every single day, and having to adapt every single day. Like, a lot of the picks we had, we really never even practiced that much, uh, in MSI. Like, uh, for the last few games of MSI, I was just, like, one-tricking Malzahar, because he seemed really strong all of a sudden. Like. I played against it once, and then I played it myself once. And then we picked it on stage like four games in a row. Um, In our last game, we picked Karma Cog. I don't even think we drafted that a single time. It was just like, we played against RNG, and then they shot on us with it because it seems so strong, and they were like, hey, let's do it. It looks really good because that was just kind of like what we had to do because if we had just tried to play what we had prepped for prior to the event, uh, obviously, it wasn't working. I picked Rise like, three games out of them. I just went 0-3. I don't think I've won a single Rise game in all of my international events. Um, so, yeah, fuck you, Rise. Uh I don't know where I was going with that, but basically...
4: <laughs> That's okay. It's, this
2: is... it's hard to adapt.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate the Poe Belter monologue of just stream of consciousness. You know what? Fuck Rise. When TL makes it back to Worlds. Is there any chance you play? Like, it's super meta. It's like, guys, this is definitely...
9: You going to play it?
2: Uh yeah, you know, of course. Uh maybe with the next rework it'll be good again. <laughs> <play>.
9: <laughs> what
0: uh, What that last day was so hard and so so weird. Like I, I actually really thought you guys were going to go through. What do you think held you back on that that last day or what, you know, we I didn't really get a chance to talk to any of the players after that.
2: Uh Let's, let me think. The last day, we played Flash Wolves and then RNG, and then we had the tiebreaker. Yeah, Fnatic, Fnatic lost. And all lost. you need
0: to do is yeah. like win one of the two games.
2: Uh No, we beat Flash Wolves, and then we lost to RNG, and Fnatic lost to Evos that day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we were
2: like, holy shit, all hail Evos, gods of Vietnam. We were so thankful to them that they had uh, gotten us that chance. Um, Yeah, it just came down to one game where... Yeah, some really bad shit happened that game level 1 actually. I lost like half my wave level 1, I lost like 2 pots. Tolio was just perma-roaming in our carry matchup top, perma on our Kog'Maw matchup bottom, and I just couldn't pressure. Uh, yeah, that was some bad stuff. Yeah. I think... Hmm. In the end, it didn't come down to that one last game, of course. It came down to the, like, all 10 of those games. All 11, I guess. All 11 of those games and our overall performance. Of course, if we had just performed better, First few days, if we had just even gotten one and three in the first two days, we would have made it out of groups. There would have not even been a tiebreaker. So, yeah, I mean, it does suck that we didn't make it out because of that one last game. But that wasn't the only reason. It was just our overall score of all ten games.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to the next caller. All righty. Should be grabbing them any second. Uh, Let's see. We've got a couple different people here. Uh, burnt cooter resubbed for three months
2: thanks burnt cooter
0: great to have supporters like that come in for three months and make me say it three times chicken Alfredo reno subbed (laughs) you guys have real foxy gifted a sub to liquid uh steve who has now been a sub for four months because people keep gifting him subs and i got uh, one i got
1: one today too
0: oh really how how many months have you been a sub for i don't
1: know i just saw it came up on screen you're like a
0: six month sub because people just keep gifting you uh, jamaican yeti subbed uh and looks like some more people are, are coming in with some subs right now we'll get to those in just a second but first we've got hook hook how Hauk. do you pronounce your name
10: it's pronounced Hauk.
0: hawk okay Hauk. where are you calling from
10: i'm calling from salt lake city utah salt lake city damn you got a good
0: mic utah yeah
10: thanks i Work in audio so
0: nice well you, you can help out a lot of the people that call on the show maybe even me <laughs> uh, by maybe. the way i need to soundproof this office you have yeah. any suggestions
10: um the way i soundproof my office is i have a bunch of audio foam and i did some adhesive spray and i put them on cardboard and then i did tape and put them on there
0: okay is that so, i mean because that'll acoustically dampen it but is that going to prevent yeah. kobe from kobe's Uh, been playing music and or uh, ocean sounds whenever i talk late at night
10: (laughs) it won't do that it'll just make your room sound less reverb like how it is right now i need to
0: figure something out for the soundproofing because i don't want to hear kobe i don't know i don't know what's going on there Uh, you don't want to hear kobe or
1: kobe (laughs) doesn't want to hear you he's the one playing ocean sounds because you're so goddamn loud. yeah
0: yeah, but i mean i don't i don't know we he i don't want to know what he does in there Uh, what do you i listen
10: listen to speedruns when i sleep so you know what i get it okay
0: what do you want to talk about on the show
10: so i want to talk about Riot just announced today that they're going back to the old system of smaller patches instead of like the big patches that have been coming out in this current season um a lot of the patches i've noticed are like we're going to do support change oh look we're going to do a mage change Swain, we work i rarely work oh we got a new champion coming out it's like it looks like there's a, like a lot of champion, like a lot of patches that are coming out, that are huge, and now they're kind of pushing down the brakes a little bit in these next few patches.
0: Yeah. So, so your question to, is: Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What's yeah, your
10: take? I just want to see what your guys' thoughts on it because I thought the way they did it was pretty. It was almost too much. Like it was. Just, I think it was the second patch where they had the support changes of like, oh, goodbye, Sidestone, Here's the new way you get um a new stone, i guess and for me that was a pretty big change that was a small patch change yeah and the next paint change was swaying and then i have all of them here because i've been waiting for a while
0: yeah And then the next
10: one it's okay and the next one was ability power and they changed ability power like in five next patches so i'm just kind of curious if you guys would like it to be like the smaller patches they had in the past or is, these
0: mega patches yeah
10: yeah these mega patches because I thought the mega patches always made them um, made the game a little bit too unstable but I don't know yeah. I don't know what hope belter thinks
0: or what everyone else sure thinks. sure let's we'll hop into yes. it um so there's I don't know Mark or Eugene if you want to take it but
2: yeah I'll go uh there's definitely a lot more volatility when it comes to really big patches because uh yeah it's Basically, if you change more, then the game can become really different. Um, So, yeah, Riot's really been shaking it up this year with each patch. In terms of how I feel about it as a pro, um, I kind of like the direction of the game because it's made the game a lot more like, well, not in solo queue at least, but in terms of competitive, uh, the game is a lot more fun than it was in the years past, I think, because there's a lot more new strats, new champions you can pull off because of how they've tried to, like, level the playing field. Like, they've pretty much cut out control mage powers for, like, patch after patch after patch, and then now it's, like, control mages are not, like, really that strong right now. Yeah. So I kind of like that because the game feels a lot more fresh when it's that way. Um, back when I was playing Oriana and Azir for, like, three years straight, didn't feel as great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, it is more work and you need to put in the time to adapt and discuss with your team.
1: I yeah. think I think that's interesting. Are you looking forward to the Scion mid versus Aurelia mid from the <laughs> MSI finals? Hitting the N A L C S?
2: Yeah, top lane is definitely bleeding into mid lane a bit these days. Uh, not even just Aurelia, but some other champs and scrims too. Scion, Scion really fell off after they nerfed him, and then they nerfed Banner too, so yeah. not too much of that guy, but yeah
10: so they they didn't really nerf banner that much they gave it an interesting change lately that's made it slightly more interesting i think it it definitely hurt
1: mid sign though because he would play ap matchups and they just couldn't deal with the whole like complete reduction so oh yeah a little bit more balanced in that regard but probably not as balanced late game but uh uh i think while it's super, like, I love the MSI meta and, like, just watching how much shit was viable. I thought it was one of the coolest tournaments just for, like, what people were trying to do with the game. I think uh, it's had an adverse effect for solo queue and, like, the average player. Like, when you have these big patches coming out much more frequently, I think it uh, it hurts the, the average player because they don't play. Like, Poe said, you have to grind the game a lot to be able to, like, really understand what you're dealing with. And most people don't need to understand it to the level Poe does, but you still want to at least know what the fuck's going on. And if suddenly, like, you're a jungler, you last played three weeks ago, and then you come back, and now it's like, wait, all my routes are different, and I have to, like, fight over this fucking scuttle crab, and, like, oh, wait, now Zin Zhao's broken, and, like, yeah. it's just really hard to play. And I think, uh, I think what Riot tried to do was interesting because they had two posts. One previously where they talked about how their new strategy was, like, big patch, little patch, big patch, like, little patch, and the little patch would tune the big patch that just came out. But even that feels like it was a little much. And then with the mid-season update, instead of having one fatty mid-season update that they normally do, they did uh, they would roll out each class's thing one at a time. So they did like the jungle, then they did mid, and then they did eighty. I, I forget the order, but they 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 uh, they, they rolled out the changes at, at different times. So I think I think it was very interesting what they tried to do, but I think it's ultimately probably hurt the average player's experience, unfortunately. Just
10: coming kind of from an average player perspective like i think you held it hit on the mark where it was i would not play for maybe a few days or a week or so i'm like oh well we got a new champion and wait mage changes what didn't you do this like a few patches ago now you're changing all how the mana is and just a bunch of stuff it's been really weird i just never seen i I personally just don't remember it being this crazy with all the patch changes
1: yeah yeah i think msi in particular instead of just yeah. being one big change or not msi but the mid mid-season patch was i think very disruptive with how they did
10: it this time
0: very good well thank you so much for calling in Huh Huck. You know, how how Hook. sorry <laughs> keep forgetting
10: i've been trying to get on i've been subscribing you've been pronouncing my name ron the whole entire time so i'm glad i've been when when have
0: up. i what uh is have you like subbed or something is that when I've oh, been yeah. to... i oh yeah
10: i subbed i've been subbing for since
0: January. Oh, thank you for your sub. I yeah. usually try to shout him out, but you I don't think you have your Discord linked or whatever. But uh,
10: I've been trying to... I'm making sure I thought I was subbed, but it's
0: not... Well, maybe maybe relink or something because it doesn't show up. But either way, thank you so much, Huck, for your support. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. And I uh, hope to have you again on in the future.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, thanks. Not to say I play favorites, but you give me some nice audio, a reasonable, interesting question. You might have a higher chance of being a repeat on the show. Yeah. Uh, not saying
0: anything. Very good. Well, uh, we're moving on. We got about four more callers, and then po Belter will finally be free. Uh, looks like he's getting a little tired. Uh, Brett0727, donated $2. Hey, Travis, uh, keep up the top tier content. Let Pope know I found, found some of his old code, and that he was a young prodigy. Much love. Did you use the code?
2: My old code? Uh, yeah, I took comp sci for like four years in high school. Well you th- cheating off my old homework? Dude. This person I-
0: found oh, your code, I guess. You were a young prodigy with code.
1: Is it a is it a hello world? Drop one yeah, of those on them. I don't really
2: think I was a very prodigious computer science student. I was like good, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. what's the craziest thing you made? Um oh. I didn't really experiment that much. All I did was follow the school assignments. Mm.
0: Crazy Miner fifty one is on the show. Uh Crazy Minor 51, hopefully you unmute yourself, but where are you from? Gotta unmute yourself. Sorry about that. Yeah.
9: <clears throat> yeah. Uh Phoenix, Arizona. It's Phoenix, Arizona. Toasty. It's quite toasty here.
0: Yeah, another warm location. <laughs> uh what what do you want to talk about on the show today?
9: Um, I want to talk about effective practicing in league because like um, multiple times when you've had pro players on the show, they talked about how like they end up doing triple scrim blocks, and then like Ole was on the show and he's like, "Yeah, I've just been doing nothing but practicing and sleeping for like the last six days," and like and how apparently they keep on working towards things, but like at a certain point, you're practicing for the sake of practicing instead of practicing for like the sake of getting better at the game or like practicing certain things. And I wanted to take Bo Belcher's opinion on that.
0: So like, how much practice is just too much practice? yeah because you you think this is an interesting topic to me because i've heard many times like a new team comes in like i think immortals even said this their first year where noah was like players are just playing way too hard uh we need to get them to play less so we're going to only limit our team to these number of hours and then i think maybe the team started slipping at one point in time and all of a sudden they went back to the same schedule that other teams have i've heard this a ton of times right so uh i i have have an opinion that it's really unfortunate how much pro players practice but it does seem like the more you practice the better you become i don't know what are your thoughts on all this eugene
2: uh well on imtv never did that no one might have said that at one point but we always have the same schedule as every other lcs team which was yeah um you know i don't really think there is such a thing as too much practicing i think you're practicing too much when you're just like tired and you can't focus on that game but for a lot of people that's not until you have been playing for like at least 10 hours like for me i don't start to get tired until the end of the day after like a long day of scrims and like a couple of games of solo queue that's when i start to get tired and then even then i can still get some stuff out of solo queue if the games are good so um yeah i don't really think anyone practices just to say they practice like everyone is always working towards some goal some concept they need to improve on or some champion they need to learn um it's just that yeah, League is just like a really. What's the word I'm looking for? Complex game, I guess. And there's always like some little bit of knowledge or some little concept that you can improve on.
9: Do you think that solo queue, like, gives you better. Uh, like, I obviously, scrims are better practice, but solo queue as worth it as like the amount of time that you put into it, um, like at the end of a day of scrims or something like that?
2: Mm, it's definitely. Playing solo queue is definitely preferable to doing nothing at all. Like, it's not ideal, but uh, so that's the reason why teams will just triple block a lot. Um, we've been doing some triple blocks too, but um, yeah, I mean, essentially, it's like, are you gonna practice more than the guy next to you? Because if you don't, he's probably gonna be better than you. That's just all it is.
1: That's I think the it's. Way it is. I think it's especially interesting with non-physical sports certain competitions because like the human body breaks down after a little bit with like basketball and football where it's like your muscles physically need to relax but with league you don't really get that problem and obviously a lot of other games and so you know it really does become like what Pobelter's saying like assuming the other guy is not getting super diminished returns on the extra hours he's putting in those will accumulate if someone puts in two more hours a day over the course of you know, a 90 day season or something like that, you put in 180 more hours of practice than you. If you fact that over a couple of years, let's say like the guy who's working harder and has that constant work ethic will sustain themselves, I think. So, you know, I, it's, it's pretty tough world. And that's why Pobelter when that other caller came in and talked about how many games does he need to become good and things like that? Like it's a pretty fucking high number.
0: Yep. All right. Crazy well, have, oh, go ahead, Mark.
1: I have actually a question kind of along the, the lines of, like, efficiency practice. Like, uh, Pobel, do you guys ever... I know... I think I heard Zix talk about with, like, CLG, they had set some, like, funny rules for their scrims and stuff like that to try and, uh, like, win in, like, a way that they want to win. Like, I think I heard him say once that, like, they weren't allowed to take Baron off, like a like, a random team fight or something once and that they had to, like, bait it properly, or maybe it was they can't take inhibs, or something? I forget what they did. Uh, Do you guys ever set, like, restrictions to get a certain type of practice, or, like, drills, or anything like that?
2: Um, We don't really, like, plan it out before the scrim, but, like, let's say we're really just stomping all over a team in practice, then we'll just, like, start to be like, okay, we're probably gonna win these guys anyways. Um, Not that winning is an important part of scrimming, but basically we're like this far ahead of this team so we can afford to like give ourselves these limitations and try and execute this strategy particularly or win in this method Um, if we get that kind of vibe then we'll set it up like that but uh, yeah CLG is definitely a kind of team that like to do it like that I remember funny story one time we were beating c9 so hard this was back in 2015 we just all role swapped I think we like logged on to each other's trs account so they wouldn't get suspicious and we just all roll swap and we're still being them every game um <laughs> so yeah it's just kind of a thing to do if you feel like you're just gonna like they're not like super challenging already like you can set up challenges for yourself and still improve in that way
9: yeah i'm sure you guys go into like scrims with, like a certain goal though but you want to like practice
4: this for like oh, this yeah. day
2: yeah absolutely uh we always have a meeting in the morning talking about You know, things we need to improve on, strategies we want to execute during the game that, you know, we're good at and we want to get better at, or that we're not good at and that we need to get good at, Um, champions we need to learn, matchups we need to learn. All of those things we consider going into a day of practice.
0: All right. Hey, thanks so much, Crazy Mind, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Cool. We got three more callers. We're going to speed through these really quickly. Uh, and then and then we'll be done. Thank you so much to Gami for uh, donating six hundred and sixty-nine bits. Who she was in one of my videos before. Fic uh Finick, LOL subbed, Koogie Monster subbed, Pont forty subbed, I'm I'm Avi, Lol subbed, and then Beyond Salvation subbed as well. So thank you to all of the subs. We got Mr. Scooty Two on the show. Mr. Scooty Two, where are you calling from?
3: I am calling from Hollywood, California.
0: Hollywood, okay, so nearby. I'm gonna go ahead and turn you up. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show?
3: Uh, well, first and foremost, I wanted to really put on his turnout at MSI. It may not have been the result.
0: You're kind of cutting in and out. You said congratulate you okay? him on his turnout?
3: Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to congratulate him and say that, you know, it may not have been the result, but I thought they did NA proud and, you know, showed up and rallied after a slow start, so. Congrats, first and foremost. And secondly, I wanted to talk about who Pope thought was the biggest threat to Team Liquid in the coming split. I personally think TSM uh, would probably be at the top of the list, probably popular opinion, but uh, I just kind of felt like their issues in the last split maybe came down to lack of synergy more so than lack of talent. And so uh, I think, you know, they have a higher ceiling maybe than a lot of the other teams in the league. So... Just curious to see if it was really intimidated by any other team. TSM
0: going to be your strongest rival, Pobelter.
2: Um,
3: I think
2: maybe. Uh, I'm I'm still like, I still just can't believe that they lost to Clutch last year. I feel like there is some sort of triangle going on where, or yeah, last split. I feel like there is some sort of triangle going on where we were like really strong against Clutch, and Clutch was really strong against TSM. So it was like jesus christ we're just like mopping the floor with clutch but you know tsm is like they're actually kind of tough to beat and then so yeah we were all dumbfounded when clutch actually beat tsm but uh yeah i uh i still think that tsm's a strong team they have really good players um they're up there for sure besides tsm gee i guess clutch because they beat tsm echo fox Echo Fox is...
0: Do you think that spring, they're a Spring Split team? They're not going to be able to make it show up as well in the summer?
2: No, I think Echo Fox is going to be good too. Um, they have really good players as well, and they were a strong team during Spring Split, of course. I think if Echo Fox was on the opposite side of the bracket, we might have, they, they might have been the team we had met in the finals. Um, so, yeah, they're good too. Honestly... It's hard to know, like, with right now because we haven't even started the season. And then you know, like, some teams are gonna do really well. Some teams might underperform. And then generally, as you're gearing for playoffs, that's when you know, all right, we're, I, I think we're gonna do this well during playoffs.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but to predict it before the split, you know, we, I can only have like cursory thoughts. I mean, it
0: seems like there's the potential for this to be a really interesting split because. Mm-hmm. Clutch showed they were strong. Echo Fox showed they were strong. Hundred t- uh, showed they were strong. CLG feels like they can, like they started looking really strong at the end. Like maybe they figured yeah, out their ran, stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, CLG actually is like a lot better than how they performed. String split, I think. I'm actually they didn't even make play. Yeah, they did not make playoffs. I think this split at least they'll definitely make playoffs.
0: And then you've got TSM, so it's just it's it's hard uh, to say. It feels like there's a lot of different threats for. The top uh, It feels like a lot of teams could be really good. Any Any chance for teams could be bad? Any any chance for any of the teams besides CLG at the bottom to look good? Any chance Mickey's going to revitalize Golden Guardians or the FlyQuest stuff will happen? And Mickey, Mickey, the big bets Optic is making. I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah, could happen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. So
2: political. A lot of copies.
1: Uh, I. I think the way last split ended made it really hard to tell because like TSM rallied and then like hundred thieves looked really good in the second half of the split. So I think a lot of people were looking at them and then TSM lost to clutch, which set up like the hundred thieves versus clutch, which was a really long, difficult match for them. And then clutch got smashed and hundred thieves kind of got smashed. And so then people were like, so wait, how good was anyone but team liquid really? Cause it just threw it all up in the air. Uh, so I, I, I'm really excited for this split to start. Pobelt, do you guys feel like you're the favorites for a split?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we placed first the last split, so I hope we're the favorites. Yeah. It's not like we just, like, fluked our way to winning.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's for some people, what especially happened last split was, like, it felt really meta-dependent because, like, there was the, the first half of the split, which was, like, carry tops and, you know, Echo Fox and C9 were, like, uh, eight and one over the first half of the splits, or something like that. and And then when the meta changed, they really fell off in the second half. So I didn't know if you think the meta will play a huge role as well this split.
2: Mm, yeah, one of the things we realized, our weakness as a team uh, was that we were slow to adapt on the meta a lot of the time. So that's one of like our big running goals throughout the split is to just be more flexible because, you know, when people said the meta really favored us during the finals last split, I figured that was just people kind of like trying to discount how good we were. But now I can see in retrospect that it actually was a meta that really favored us. And we were fucking good at that meta.
3: So do you think that being able to adapt doesn't really matter at all?
2: Uh, Being able to adapt is really important. Like sometimes you'll just be lucky. Like Samsung was really good at the patch they won Worlds at. They really understood how to play that meta. But unless you're a team that's really good at adapting, you know, you're gonna have times where you're just good and other times you're just gonna shit the bed.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Scooty Two. Yep, thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Just two more callers to go. Almost done. Uh no more subs to shout out. Everything's winding down. I uh, should have the last person. Oh, Fragglegasm you has say joined last, the it's show. second to last. Second to last. Fragglegasm is joining the show. Where are you calling from?
11: Charlotte, North
0: Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
11: Uh, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about Pope's stream. Pope's stream.
0: Okay. What about Pope's stream?
11: Um. So I found it, I've been watching it for a while um, and I found it kind of interesting that you have a relatively successful stream um, by all counts, I guess. And your personality, at least from what I see of it, seems to be very different from like other streamers personalities like as travis said earlier it's a little bit more you don't have, have him
6: screaming
0: and throwing things and saying <laughs> why does riot do this why does riot do this i hate this game i'm addicted
1: yeah, yeah dude
0: something yeah. like that
1: i guess <laughs> what he's saying is are not very entertaining right that's well, <laughs> well that's, that's entertainment screaming at the uh
11: the game i wouldn't say that <laughs> oh, okay i'm not sure i consider that entertainment <laughs> uh, my bad <laughs>
2: That's I gotta funny. be honest. I, I love watching those kinds of streams because I don't watch twitch streams to really watch anything like Sophisticated or anything that really requires any sort of thinking. I like just watching like <laughs> videos bash their heads into things oh, Like really- that and just kind of like go fucking ape shit um, <laughs> My stream Hmm in terms of what I think about my stream. It's like I really just focus on my game Like that's really first and foremost and then I'll turn on my stream if I'm Feeling alright. I definitely don't really engage with my chat that much because I like to just stay focused on my game. Even in between queues I don't really pay attention to my chat that much, sorry guys. Um, But yeah I mean usually when I stream, I'm streaming after like a full day of scrims and I'm just focusing on my solo queue. So I guess it is like a lot more chill vibe than uh, a lot of the top league streamers who are known for like having really... Aggressive personality. I don't know maybe not aggressive but like like kind of in-your-face personality is really like loud In your face that sort of thing. I I'm really just focusing on my game focusing on my practice because that's what's most important to me So that's why I'm more like chill about it.
0: Do you consider yourself a, a sophisticated streamer? Belter, the uh, gentleman uh, streamer
2: Not
11: really uh, Pope it's... B4M is the most sophisticated emote. What is,
0: what is your goal? Is, on, a, on a more serious note, is your goal to be just like a stream that offers high level gameplay? Like, worry less about everything else and just offer high level gameplay? Um. Do you turn on your stream because you're like, I'm, I'm doing solo queue? Why not just stream anyway and get subs? Like, what's the motivation?
2: The motivation to stream. Um. <laughs> Gee, I don't know, I guess it's just kind of cool, like, if I make a cool play and, like, there's people there to see it and, like, kind of, like, suck me off and be like, wow, this is a really good play, like, that's a good feeling. <laughs> I,
1: I stream to feed my ego.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, streaming is definitely more damaging to your ego than supportive of it because people just flame you over the dumbest shit, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I just stream because it's, like, fun to, I guess. Like, uh... If I'm if I'm feeling in the mood, I like talk to my chat a lot and things like that. A lot of the time, I'm just chilling, but you no, know, it's kind of fun to just like chill out, play yeah. some nice tunes, play some quality solo queue, and just like not feel like I'm alone while I'm doing it. Like there's people watching me. It's like a community effort. Yeah. We're all playing together.
1: So if you ever, you know, let's say win worlds and it's like, I'm on top, I'm retiring or like whatever leads to your eventual retirement in the league, do you think you'll continue streaming? And then like, would you want to be a sophisticated streamer? Or like what, what would that
2: future look like? Um, I'd probably just try and be a lot more entertaining if I were a full-time streamer. So
1: you would become a monkey screaming at your computer?
2: No, I don't think I'd try and like overdo it, but I'd probably put a lot more effort into my stream. Like, I, 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 to be completely honest, I don't really put that much effort into my stream at all. And, you know, I guess that sucks for people who are really into my stream. Sorry, guys. Or maybe that's what you like. It's like that.
1: It's that, low to the ground. It's authentic. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that authenticity. But um, if I were a full-time streamer, I'd probably try a lot harder than just being like a guy that turns it on and focuses strictly on his solo queue and doesn't talk that much.
0: Yeah.
11: Do you think that there's a, um, like it's a way for you, if that were the case, that you would transition to a more of like a, an educational style stream? Because I know every now and then you'll have you'll have like games where you'll kind of go through a lot of the thought process as to like why you're doing certain things, how matchups play out, like what you think the other person's gonna do, what happens if he does or doesn't go for the CS or or he positions, which is always really interesting.
2: Yeah, I like to do that too. The problem is that it's hard to do that like while I'm doing it and still like focus on things and not make any mistakes. Um, So I do like to do that and then like, because you know people always say, even if I say something that I think is really obvious, I know that um, a lot of people are like learning it for the first time and that it's helpful to them. So yeah, it's just it's just so hard to be a really good educational streamer, I think, because it's really difficult to provide really good gameplay while narrating what you're thinking all the time without making any mistakes and like getting tilted about it. And I'm sure like that would just make you burn out really quick cuz after a certain point, I'm sure you just get the same questions all the fucking time like what should I play to climb myself out of bronze or silver? I get I get that question all the fucking time too
0: yeah hey thanks so much Gasm, for coming in we, we got one more caller after you so we gotta wrap it up but thank you so much thanks for having me alright last last man coming in uh, we got real foxy gifted a sub to league of emily and Glorong eight has subbed thank you for your twitch prime did you know that if you have twitch prime you can sub to this show it's a great way to support hotline league and uh, marking my my whole thing here it's fun times Highly recommend. Last caller, Laura Zakan. Is that how you pronounce it?
12: Yeah, Laura Zakan. That sounds good enough.
0: Okay, good, good enough. And that's what we go for <laughs> here on Halloween. Where are you calling from? <laughs> Seattle. Seattle. Okay, another Seattle caller. What? You are the last caller on the show. Let's give us a hot take. Do something. Make Poe Bolter scream at you. What you got?
12: <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to talk about, I guess, the, the state of mid lane, just like wave clearing and pushing wave, your wave in and going to affect the side lane. Basically how, uh, basically, teamwork-based uh, plays uh, snowball the game way harder than, you know, killing your lane opponent. And it's just kind of the way the entire game uh, is going towards. Um, but before that, I just want to say, pull little tear. I watch your stream specifically for the sophistication. You have, hands down, like, the best taste in music by far of all the league streamers I watch. Pretty sure I've heard some, like, Jagged Jazz, Mouse on the Keys, and Massive Fermenting Dregs. It's like really highbrow, big brain, big band jazz rock fusion. That's good.
2: Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> it.
0: But uh, so on the mid lane stuff, you're just curious about the state of mid lane.
12: Yeah. So uh, Scar has talked about this recently, and I, I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, basically, just with changes, this has happened over a lot of patches. It's not like something super, you know, recent. It's kind of been creeping. Um, changes to runes, items, stat changes, XP range uh, changes. Uh, it's just become a lot harder to stomp your lane opponent, and it's just not worth putting yourself in a position to get ganked and lose mid-pressure. Uh, really, all you do mid is push in the wave and roam to fight a side lane and try to do something there or help your jungler even just put down vision or get the scuttle or whatever it is. Um, do you see any way that this could like ever be changed? I don't think it really can be. I think pro play has just gotten people so good at the game. This is just people getting better at it. I don't see how Riot could change this without like completely changing or breaking the game. Yeah,
2: it's just sort of the natural way the game has developed. It's like mid game or sorry, mid lane is the lane that helps the side lanes. It's not like the side lanes are or like collapsing on mid. That's way harder than vice versa. And it's happened for a lot of reasons, you know, like the position of the lane relative to the other lanes and like just the kits of the champions that are played mid a lot and are safe in the in the lane. Yeah, but- but, um, sorry, were you asking me how I feel about it? Yeah, I
12: guess just how you feel about it and if you think there's anything that could be changed or be done or what, yeah, what's your opinion? Because I think it's actually not just mid lane. It feels like every lane really and, can solo kill.
2: Uh-huh. I think the game is most fun when it comes down to just, like, 2v2 fighting around mid. Like, not necessarily playing a brain-dead champion, like Talon or Soul and perma-shoving every wave and just roaming down to bot. But when, like... <laughs> The enemy jungler is trying their best to stop the mid laner from pushing out, and our jungler is helping too. That's when I have the most fun, and that was really never how solo queue was, I think, but um... Right now, it just feels like a lot of level 2 cheese ganking. Just like, just a fuck ton of early ganks, like one camp gank, one camp gank. And then whichever game, whichever team succeeds in just like, screwing a lane completely over. Usually bottom lane, because bot lane is the most easy to fuck over. In this meta, uh, the game is just doomed because once they get fucked over that one time, they're just gonna keep getting fucked. Um, that's what I kind of don't like about the game in looky right now. That's happened for a lot of reasons. Right, I probably didn't predict this is the way the game would turn out. what uh, with like the jungle EXP changes and scuttle crab nerfing a lot of the mid laners uh, from control mages to favor to make which made more room for champions like Talon and Soul. And like even champions like jay said are just like super aggressive early and can roam down a bot and influence the game that way um i think there's definitely still some fine tuning to do but i can't see how i'm obviously not a game designer i have no idea how riot would change it besides just like changing a ton of the champions again or like artificially changing it where or like removing some of the artificial changes like for example mid turret um if you have to push before five minutes and you're hitting his turret, it really doesn't deal any damage because your damage is like half. They could remove that. um, Then it would be more punishing to play a pick that's not so strong in mid lane because you would actually start chipping at his turret. But yeah, I mean, that's just the way the game is right now. Sucks.
1: I uh, I think some of it's like just a game getting solved a little bit more. Like the reason bot lane gets fucked the most is because there's two people down there so if a play goes right you, you're guaranteed to have a pretty big reward plus like you, the dragon's down there so you can easily turn that into something uh there's mo- like I, I think there's a lot of reasons beyond like any of the specific changes that riot made but i think uh, like like some of those other ones you talked about in that pope was talking assignment are really influential and in why it's also ended up that way and I would love, like, I don't know if Pobelter feels this way, but a lot of people for a long time have been talking about, like, how easy wave clear is. Like, a lot of champions hit, like, 7 or 9 with their max rank, like, almost max ranked wave clear ability. And then from then on with blue buff, it's, like, clear that wave and do something. I don't know mm-hmm. if if that's how Pobelter feels it is or if it's going to stay that way or, like, what if he wants it to change or just, like, any of that stuff. Because that's a lot of what scar was was talking about, I think, in that that, like, video series kind of thing he did.
2: Uh, that's really how it was when it was, like, Oriana syndrome meta, I think. I think the game is a bit different from that now. Like, that is still the ideal way to play is to, like, you know, push out mid-lane and then pressure the river and then eventually bot lane together. That's just, like, the ideal way to play right now. But, hmm, yeah, I would say it's not so easy to just brain-dead push out your lane like it used to be. Like, a lot of the meta mid lane champs are a lot more risky now like Aurelia is definitely a champion that's causing a lot of fights within the lane itself not just like mindlessly pushing out and then walking bottom you do you
1: feel like do you, you said you prefer that i think earlier and like with yasuo and some of those other ones you can kind of just like hop on you at any point Aurelia's is kind of the same way that's uh-huh. that's the style you prefer to play
2: yep that's the most fun
1: I think that's probably pretty like how a large portion of the player base feels too, because I know a lot of people are like, man, I missed season three and four when you used to fight all the time. And like, that's a lot closer to how it was in people's memory.
2: Yeah, I think right now the game just feels kind of whack sometimes because the jungler is literally ganking so much. And then there's just no wards. Like, there's no wards early (laughs) game because of what they did to Sidestone and because they increased uh, trinket duration. Or sorry, the trinket cooldown duration. So you really just don't have many wards to work with early game. It's just your trinket that is on like a three-minute cooldown once you use it once, and then yeah, just going against a Zin that's like permaganking ganking every lane is a bit unfun at some points.
12: Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that is one thing that Riot did do to try to change it is like oh, those the the vision um, changes they made a, a while ago. Um, but yeah i mean if they're gonna make any changes it, it kind of feels like pro play is gonna be the the death of league like you said most people don't care too much i actually don't mind the, the way the game is i like the teamwork and all that but i don't think most people do um and rights already talked about like oh the change fatigue that's going on people you know sick of them constantly changing the game and i don't know it just feels like a really hard problem to solve from my right's end. thank think, you so much i think if
2: they just oh,
12: oh go ahead no finish your thought
2: Oh, I think if they just uh, add more vision back into the game, like, revert the trinket changes, and yeah, I think changing sidesome would be a much bigger thing, of course. But I think right now, the state of the game and how heavily... I don't even know if this is how the game is in other ELOs, by the way. I'm just speaking from my own perspective. But yeah, it's like early game is just decides the whole game in high ELO like, Probably the first five minutes, you can tell which team is going to win 90% of the time.
1: How much do you think of, like, you talk a lot about, like, the aggressive ganking and wards. Do you feel like it has, a lot of people talk about, like, the jungle, jungle cooldowns, like, uh, being too long on camps. So, like, you, you're forced to do other things in power farm or something. Do you feel like that's a part of it, too? Or is it more about the vision?
2: Um, no, I mean, ganking is cool. Like, ganking is why League of Legends is fun. Right, it's not really about just farming the whole time. Fighting is what's fun about League of Legends. But um, you know, solo queue is really different from pro play, of course. But in solo queue, I don't really feel the vibe that the enemy Zinzao is getting punished for building Moby boots and then constantly walking back and forth between two lanes, chain ganking mid and bot, and eventually getting a kill. Someone's <laughs> gonna fuck up because it's solo queue.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: it's like, oh, that's actually just maybe the best strategy.
0: Hey, thanks so much for coming on, Laurie it can.
12: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All
0: right, so that wraps up the show. Uh, Mark, you got anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say?
1: Uh, oh, College League of Legends championships start tomorrow, motherfuckers. And I won't be there the next, first two days because I'm only doing the AD, which is until Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but it starts, and a lot of the... Premiere cast, like it's not me casting, guys. You have real good casters. You got Captain Flowers and Rib and all those guys casting. So, you know, tune in, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then yeah, I'll be doing the AD later on. So,
0: I have a shout out to, to make right now, which is that uh, Scrapjack subbed. Thank you, Scrapjack. Also, thank you to LO Scamler who just sent 10,000 bits. Thanks for everything, Travis. The whole team around you as well. League just wouldn't be the same without Travis Gaffer. Esports, constant content. One love. Seriously, man. Thank you. That is a, a very generous bit hit to the stream. Uh, but anyway, college stuff. What Mark said. It's a big deal. Check it out. It's this weekend. Gets you prepped for LCS, which is starting the weekend after. Yep, boy. Eugene, what do you want to say?
2: Uh, Thanks for watching, dudes. Plug your stream uh yeah you can watch my stream if you want it's just my name it's just pobelter if you want to check it out you don't have to but it's there if you want to No pressure or anything oh,
0: yeah that's a good just TV
2: slash Belter. Yeah. you, you got you got a schedule uh no just whenever i feel like it
0: <laughs>
1: great, great stuff nights like after your scrims usually if it's no, gonna just, happen just whatever
2: i feel like it
0: okay <laughs> all right uh thanks so much i have an announcement to make i should tease this out more um i'm gonna be starting a new show called what stream chat we talked about this mark i know i'm kidding okay um i much like in 2011 when i started interviewing people like poe belter who was 13 at the time or 12 maybe 10 i realized there's not very many people interviewing streamers um, and since I became independent and left Yahoo, I've been really interested in sort of the Twitch community, uh, interviewing different streamers, uh, or rather talking to different streamers. I did an interview with uh, a woman named Yuna a while ago, and that really kind of got me thinking about this stuff. So I have a new show, The Plan. The plan, the premise for it is that uh, I'd announce, you know, a day and kind of a rough time. Uh, whenever that streamer is done with their show, I go live on this channel Interview the streamer for about 30 minutes, uh, and then that goes up on the YouTube channel. Uh, the first episode will be on Saturday with Pokey, who's, I think, a great person to talk to uh, because a great personality. Mark uh, has already said great things about uh, his time working with her. I think she's super talented. Fun to talk to her about League of Legends uh, and also about Fortnite because one plan for this show is that it's not just League of Legends, it's a bunch of other things. So uh, that'll happen on Saturday. I think she said sh- her stream will probably end roughly around six. So that's uh, that's a show that you can check out on this channel. I uh, kind of try to dive into some of the stories that these players or these streamers have, and kind of just try something a little different from interviewing uh, pro players. So I'm looking did forward you, to. Did it. you get my suggestion for one of your uh, segments? I did. I did. I don't know if it'll be okay. in the first episode, but I, I appreciate it.
1: Po Bowser, how does this segment sound to you? It's called okay, like a, uh, it's kind of like a hot take, but it's more just like a uninformed opinion segment where like no judgment. It's so the no judgment zone and it's just like something you don't understand and you just like, you just say it and no one's going to think ill of you.
2: I don't get it. So you just have like a, like, it's,
1: it's kind of like a hot take, but less like of a, a opinion and more of like, a I just don't like, for, like, for me, like, like one of the,
2: you just go out and you say the earth is flat and no one judges you.
1: Yeah. Like you could just make that argument if that's what you were going to make. I don't, I don't
0: know. Hot takes are supposed to be controversial. You can't say it's a hot take, but not controversial.
1: No, I'm not saying it's not controversial. It's just like, you know, it's it's a place for people to be able to just say their stupid shit. like, mm. And it doesn't have to be as as crazy as Flat Earthers. Like, I always tell Travis, like, I don't like how everyone calls themselves a streamer. Like, I just feel like that's a weird thing that's happened where, like, in and, and, and the whole community and Twitter and everything is like, doesn't matter if you stream once a week to three people, you're a streamer. And it's like, bro, like, I don't go ride my bike and call myself a cyclist, you know? like that to me is just like a weird thing that we've all like done as, as a community like everyone's a streamer and it just creates the, like this weird one uniform title for everyone that doesn't apply to everyone equally and it's just weird to me that, that like that's what we do and- stream
0: chat will debut this saturday with pokey looking forward i don't to get it. it no one's, no if one's you guys it. have suggestions on people i should interview would love to hear them would love to hear them and also while show show's getting off the ground it's great if if you like the idea of this you want uh your streamer your favorite streamers to get interviewed on the show uh feel free to let them know uh, because i'm l- looking for more people you know to be on the show so thank you so much uh steve is in the chat spamming hang up so he's very happy that i cut mark off uh, I mean, eugene's picking at his dinner uh this thanks so much
2: steve. steve can you call me a ride my phone died as please you can tell, this should be arrived. a tremendously Otherwise, successful,
1: tremendously successful segment. Steve, based on Twitch chat's reaction,
0: Steve, if you want, uh, if you want, if you want, you can call Eugene a, car, a cab. That would be great, or an Uber, or whatever. Oh, he says yes, I can. Great, glad we figured this out. You guys can talk about it over Discord hey, thanks, or Slack or whatever. Thanks for having me, Travis. Yeah, thank thanks you for opinion. coming on. Do you, have, do
1: you have an uninformed opinion or hot take? Um about what? Just All right, like that's been the though. Hotline like, League episode 30,
0: everyone. <laughs> Thanks for watching.